Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Blame It on the Boogie podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Better than average brothers. Just here to talk a little thing we call sports. As always, we gonna start off with our roll call. Starting at point guard. What's that name? (laughs) What's your (laughs) sign? Just give me that number one school. Call it Eastside Senior High. High. (laughs) They don't know nothing about the roll call. They don't know that. They don't know that. Me, Dory. Anyway, we got got Antoine D O Z E Williams from Florence, Missouri. Come on in. Dorian, the Almighty, the Wonder Mouse Brown from Richmond, California, right now. And of course, we got me, Rod D, from the Detroit, Michigan. But that's where we are, but it ain't where we from. Where we from, fellas? He's Boogie. We from the Boogie. Boogie. All day, every day. He's Boogie. We want to thank each and every one of you for continuing to join in. This is episode Deuce Deuce. Uh-oh. Who the Deuce? Deuce, deuce. here. <laughs> Usher. And if y'all missed the first 21, you can go on <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> you can go on Spotify. Ah, kiss it. <laughs> you can go anywhere you can find a podcast and find it. Just search for Blame on the Boogie Podcast and you got all of them. Right at your fingertips. So, thank you, everybody, for joining in. Like them, subscribe, subscribe, all that other, all that stuff that you do uh, with social media. Um, Just keep watching us. Keep watching us. And tell your friends. Then comes to to the time where guess what you got to do? Tell us what happened last week, my brother. And to clean my glasses. That's what I got to do because I can't. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So. we talked about Steph Curry just being almost the goat at everything. Uh, the man with the with the greatest jumper in NBA history also is great at golf, and and I hate him for that. <laughs> I'm um, so uh, we talked about Steph winning the American Century Celebrity Golf Tournament, getting the hole in one on the seventh hole. Uh, we talked about D Hop finally settling in with the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. We talked about um, Alcaraz. Um, beating Djokovic uh, and ending his streak at Wimbledon. Uh, we talked about uh, Bondrusova uh, becoming the first unseated woman to win Wimbledon. Um, we talked about James Harden and how he somebody <laughs> needs to get rid of him <laughs> and stop keeping <laughs> him around and try to, try to get a bag. Um, we talked about current players and having podcasts like ours and whether or not current players should uh should have podcasts and, and the there's issues. A, there's a near as good as ours, but keep going. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, we talked about well, uh, athletes, and, and then that actually led to a discussion about athletes and the idea of branding with everybody being their own individual brand. Um, we talked about the NFL training camps were about to start. Now they have started. We'll talk about that. Um, we talked about the coming of the Women's World Cup. Um, we'll get into that a little bit as well. Uh, and we talked about the WNBA All-Star Game. And so now we'll get into what we're going to talk about this week. And I think I forgot to add that. I'll add that now. The U.S. Women's National Team. Well, while you're typing, um, 
So all the things that D talked about, those were in episode 21. So if you want to go back and recap and, and listen to what we said, just search for us. Go take a listen. I'll let you boys. Um, this week, we're going to start off with the the massacre in Vegas. And that's uh, the boxing match between Terrence Cross, Crawford and Errol Spence, um, if, if you call it. Mm. Uh, a, a boxing match. Well, it was it was boxing, but it sure wasn't no match. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> something. <laughs> so, dudes, I know y'all. I know you watched it. Mm. Tell the people what happened, man. Uh, it it went it went downhill for uh, brother Spence pretty quick. I saw. I mean, I you saw the and I think it was like the first round where they were both filling each other out or whatever. And then I think Spence started uh, going for the kill a little early, and uh, while Crawford Let's was see. still filling him out, and, and I think uh, Crawford was a smart guy because when he figured him out, he figured him all the way out, and Mm-mm-mm. it was a uh, kind of like a torture the whole way. You know, shout out to Spence because he, you know, he has that fighter's mentality, and he did, you know, he finished on his feet, which is very right. important, you know. It says a lot about his character and you know him as a man as and a, as a boxer, but uh, kind of like it was a scene on Life when that boy said, "That's it, he's taking enough of beating." <laughs> <laughs> he took one, but you know, hey, it, it it happens. I think Mike Tyson said, uh, "You know, uh, it's always somebody better, but the key is not to be in the ring with that person." And uh-huh. <laughs> he was uh-huh. in the ring with the right one that night. Right. So uh, w- what I would say is I, I give shout outs to all boxers because, man, boxing is a brutal, brutal sport. It's kind of um, hard to make a living with your face. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I, <laughs> I remember growing up, little bitty fatty had some some boxing gloves. <laughs> had them big old huge boxing gloves, man. And we playing around. I'm like, come on, fatty, let's let's fire. <laughs> Fatty hit me in the face, man. I took them gloves off so quick. I think about what I uh, remember. Uh, my brother Bo and Mr. Banks. Mr. Banks called himself shoulders out of box. So he's like, mm-hmm. come on, Bo. <laughs> they were going. And Bo hit him on the top of his head. He took the gloves off. He said, that's all. <laughs> that's, that's all. It. That's all. all she wrote. All she man. wrote. I, I can't do it. We all got boxing stories. I remember we talk about Johans all the time. Shout out to Johans and uh, Johans Fogger oh, Fighting Systems uh, taking his class. I remember uh, I sparred with Johans in the uh, in his garage, and uh, man, I remember I did I did a move that he taught us in class. It was just a straight left and then go to a hook, and I caught him with it, and he said, "Oh, okay." Man, he hit me like 30 consecutive times in my face. <laughs> and all he kept saying was, move your head, move your head. He kept Man, the next day, my nose was so sore. <laughs> I said, you know what? I ain't doing this ever again. So, yeah, but I, I ended up sparring after that. I got a little bit more confidence, but I'll never forget that, man. So, yeah, Mm-mm. complete shout out to all the boxers, even the ones that aren't that good. Y'all uh-huh. are better. Y'all, you better, y'all better than me. I, I you better than me. I've always been a, bo- a boxing fan, but I was yeah, listening to a Mike Tyson interview and he was talking about how, um, you know, back in the day when you see a boxer getting beat down and he's knocked down and he keeps getting up and he's staggering, and, you know, looking foolish or whatever. And we'd laugh and, you know, be like, dude, why don't you just stay down? 
but that boxing mentality and that fighter's mentality is so mm -hmm. entrenched in them that even right. you know when you don't have all your senses, you're thinking right. if I could just get to my feet, you know, I, I always stand a chance. You know, I can land a blow or whatever, and you know, even when you're not thinking clearly, that fighter's mentality is inside you. And I was like, you know what? I never thought about it like that. And and I felt I felt and, and that was the thing about it too is it, it, I felt bad for Spence. And the reason I felt bad for Spence was because. You know, a lot of people talked about the problem. I heard some 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 guys talking about the fight, and they were talking about how he was saying how he th this one guy was saying how he had gone to he went to the fight, but then he had also gone to to the Pacquiao um, uh, Mayweather fight. He said, of course, he was sitting way up in the nosebleeds. He says, but what he noticed is, and this was a, a, a somebody on, on the radio talking. And he said that there weren't as many people. He said even with the Pacquiao Mayweather fight, even though Pacquiao was kind of past his prime, that even at the top it was packed. And he said that at, um, when he went to the Spence Crawford fight, that up, even up in the nosebleeds, it was still a sprinkling of people. And he he attributed that to the fact that they felt like they didn't need to promote the fight. That they were just like, hey, we boxers, you know, we mm -hmm. the best or whatever. People gonna come see the fight. And he said that. He was kind of criticizing them for that. But I think for me, it wasn't the idea of them promoting the fight. Promotion has gotten to the point uh, when it comes to these fights that it's just about throwing insults and, and conflict and me giving me yeah. a reason to want to come in and really fight. Kind of like the old WWF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I thought stuff. that for me, it, it felt good to see two cats have respect for one another and just mm -hmm. say, hey, this is what we do. We the best at what we do. I respect you. You respect me. Hey, let's go do this. Like when they showed them at the weigh-in, how he mm -hmm. reached out and dapped them up and they dapped each other up. It was yeah, like genuine hey, competition. Yeah. yeah, genuine competition. You know, I, I, I really enjoyed that. And I and it made me feel bad for Spence because he was such a respectful dude. You know, he mm -hmm. wasn't calling names, he wasn't doing any of that. He was so respectful of Bud Crawford, and, and Bud Crawford was respectful of him. You never hear Bud really talk that unless someone mm -hmm. else does. And you tell they I, really I, like each other too. Yeah, exactly. And I and, and so I really enjoyed that. And I, I so I it made me feel bad that he got beat up the way that he did mm -hmm. because, because of the fact that he has so much respect. And even afterwards, he was like, hey, I don't know excuses. He was the better man. He beat me at this. He beat me at that. Hey, you know, so I, I really appreciated that. So I wanted wanted to throw that in or whatever, you know. So now uh, one of our one of our best friends, Cal, mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Jones, shout out to Cal. Shout out Calvin to Calvin Jones. Calvin gave us the question. Doc Box, Calvin gave us the question. He gave us the question. Um, does does uh is Bud Crawford is he now uh on par or better than um Mayweather during his prime? So talk to me about that, D. Okay, this is what I said. I've been, I've been I've been waiting I've been waiting to hear this answer. We I, I told y'all don't don't say nothing. <laughs> We've been waiting for this answer. Well, although we kind of did a little bit, but for me, hold on, let me let me close this window real quick. I don't know if y'all can hear that. Can y'all hear that outside? No, we'll hear that. Okay, okay, cool. It, it's somebody mowing lawn or doing something. All right. So anyway, so I'll say I'll say yes, and this is why. Even though I love Floyd, don't get me wrong, is that. Bud knocks folks out. Mm -hmm. When and now Floyd used to when he was pretty boy Floyd, he was knocking people out, but he had bad hands. 
he was breaking his hands. And so he stopped doing that. And so it was just all about defense and outpointing people, right? Still, you know, the greatest, the greatest to ever do it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that at all. But mm-hmm. he, Bud has that added knockout power. You know, Bud Lobby. You any fight we watched Floyd, we knew Floyd wasn't gonna knock anybody out. He was just gonna beat mm-hmm. him up. He was gonna outpoint him. He was gonna keep hitting him, and they wasn't gonna be able, wasn't gonna be able to hit Floyd. He, you know, one of the best defensive fighters ever, right? But not only does Bud have the defense, because he's just as good a counterpuncher as as Floyd Mayweather. I haven't seen too many great counterpunchers, you know, since Sweet Pete Whitaker, right? May he rest in peace, right? Floyd's an excellent counterpuncher, but Bud not only is a counterpuncher, he got knockout power, but also understand this too. He fought Earl Spence left-handed, southpaw, <laughs> the entire fight. He's a natural righty, and he fought him southpaw. That goes to show you how good he is. And, and I say that as have gone to again, gone to Johansson's class. Mm-hmm. And when I got good enough fighting right-handed, because when I first tried to go in, I tried to say that I I felt more comfortable left-handed, and and Yo said no. And he made me change. And I understood why once he made me change. And then as I got better on the mitts, he started letting me go left-handed. It is so difficult mm-hmm. to, to throw a combination right-handed and then to throw that same combination left-handed because it's a, it's a whole it's, it's a whole different feel. When you slip and punches from somebody, all of that is so different. So the fact that he was able to do that and beat a natural lefty, Mm-hmm. The way that he beat a natural lefty <laughs> at a professional level, too. <laughs> professional, he was he got three titles mm-hmm. as a natural lefty, and you beat him at his own game, Southpaw, and whooped him like that. I, mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know what, what else. What else can you say? So, uh, dudes, here's the question for you: uh, Terrence Crawford is 35 years old right now. He's 40 and 0. With 31 knockouts. Um, what was what was Mayweather? 53 and 0? 50 and 0. He stopped 50 and 0. Mm-hmm. Uh will it will will uh Bud break that record? Or do Let's you think he has an opportunity record. to break that record? Uh well he definitely has an opportunity because uh, you know, like Durian was saying, he's so he's so versatile. And then, you know, we all fall in love, you know. We all we love we all love that knockout power because that's just, you know. Right thing, <laughs> but right. I I think he has a chance. But you know, you never. I mean, who's to say? You know, somebody else won't come up. You know, a dynamite uh person won't come up out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be able to upset him or whatever. But uh, I was look, looking at a uh, interview with Roy Jones Jr. and he was talking about it. And he was talking about how um you know he loved both fighters, but he said you know Spence got upset when he was saying that uh Crawford was the better fighter. And he's like, I love both of them, but, you know, I've, I've watched Crawford come all the way up. You know, I watched both of them come up and Crawford is so versatile and saying the same thing, pretty much the same thing Dorian was saying. He's so versatile. You know, I've, I've seen him fight in every kind of way, you know, and, you know, Spence is more just an attacker, you know, but I've seen Crawford, you know, on a defense, attack, uh, softball, you know. And so I, I think he, he definitely has the opportunity to, to do that and surpass Floyd. Uh, but like you say, you know, um, you know, with boxing, who's to say 
like we uh, I was talking about earlier, Mike Tyson said that uh, it's always somebody better. The key is not to be in the ring with that person. Mm -hmm. see, well, see, I don't know. See, I don't know at at his, at Bud's age. I don't know if he's gonna get fifteen more fights. Yeah, because he's what thirty five or what thirty? Yeah, I think he's thirty. He's thirty five and old. He's thirty five. He's thirty five. No, he's 40 years old. He's forty and old. I thought. He's forty and old. He's forty and old. No, he's forty and old and thirty five years old. Thirty five years old. So yeah, that's what I said. That age. I mean, somebody else might come along. Yeah, somebody else might come along, but I don't know if he's gonna want to fight ten more fights. That's five more years. At least. At least. That's what doing two fights a year. That's what doing two fights a year. And how many? How many of them really do two fights a year like that when you the champion? Yeah. He's undisputed. He's the undisputed champion in two weight classes. I don't, so, I, I mean, it, it would all depend on if, if Crawford actually wants the record. If he wants the record, then yeah. I don't I don't see him. <laughs> well, right now, if, if he wants the record, he continues to do the stuff that he's doing right now. Continue to train like he does. Mm -hmm. I, th I think he can he can get it done because, well, the, what I if don't he gets want close enough. I think he'll go for it. But what I don't want to see just as a fan, I don't want to see him do like like Mayweather did because Mayweather's last 10 fights was just. I'm gonna pick somebody, yeah. I'm gonna pick somebody I know I'm gonna beat. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see that, right? That's nice. to me. That's just you know you just chasing the record just for the sake of chasing the record. I want to right. see you actually get out there and beat people. <laughs> you know, because we watched you, we watched you for so long do that. That's what right. we enjoyed. Like I said, with Mayweather, you know, towards the end, yeah, he was. There was he no. Was what, what's, um, uh, he fought Pacquiao towards the end of his career. Yeah, he fought Pacquiao after he retired like three times. So now all of a sudden you want to fight Pacquiao. You know, man, that's not no. What Pac do you guys Pac say on uh on coming to America? How old was Pacquiao when he fought him? <laughs> Joe Louis. Five years old. Exactly, Joe Louis, exactly. exactly. So um, but uh it's it's a good debate. And and you know, if he just like I said, if Crawford decides that that's something that he if that's his goal, I want to get 51, then I'm along for the ride. I want to I want to see you do it. I want to see you do it. Uh, but again, shout out to both fighters because again, they're doing something that I yeah, can't do. Mm -hmm. right. I can't do. Uh, you know, people want to dog out, you know, Spence and, and, and laugh and joke about them, but I bet you won't well, none of them get in the ring. Ring with them. Mm -mm. None of them get in the ring. So yeah, I, I I'd be like Martin. I'd be running around the ring, <laughs> jumping <laughs> on the ground, grabbing people's legs, trying to bite it. <laughs> you know, the, the question was always, you know, back in the day. Um, if somebody offered you a million dollars, would you uh, go one round with Mike Tyson? <laughs> and I don't know, not one brother <laughs> that ever said, yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> would, I have to, would I have to stay in the ring the whole time, or could I run around the arena? <laughs> remember remember on Friday, you want some of this old man? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. No. So, again, shout out to them brothers, man. Uh, hell of a fight this weekend, or last weekend. Um, my mad respect to all boxers. Um, another thing that happened this week that also happened a couple weeks ago, uh, ESPN, the worldwide leader, is leading the, the country in layoffs again. Uh, we had more layoffs this week, especially uh, affecting the basketball coverage. Uh, former Nick, one of the greatest to ever play for the Knicks, Mark Jackson, Action Jackson. Always had to be with the Knicks. 
Oh, got, got, bro, you know I gotta put that in there. I was, I was a Jackson fan back in St. John's, so you know. Yeah, I don't care about him playing for the Pacers and all them other teams. I don't care about all that. He played for the Knicks. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but he's no longer playing for ESPN. Uh, ESPN uh, released Mark Jackson from his contract, so now the NFL—I mean NFL—the NBA uh, announcing crew is is no longer. They kept Mike Breen. But he's a Hall of Famer. You got to keep him. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. You, you, you have to keep him. Um, but the rumor is, it's not official yet. The rumor is they're bringing in Doris Burke and uh, the recently fired Philadelphia 76ers coach, Doc Rivers, as the third person in the booth. So how do y'all feel about, uh, about that new proposed booth? It's not the same, man. It's not the same. Mama, there goes that man again. I mean, <laughs> We missing. We gonna we gonna miss Mark and, and uh, he and uh, Jeff and Gundy. Their uh, chemistry was so great, you know. And that's something we'll definitely miss. Another Nick, great. By the way, I just want y'all to know. <laughs> but go ahead, dudes. <laughs> what was he great at? Holding on to Lonzo Morton's leg. <laughs> hey, that was the greatest. That was the greatest answer, the leg hug ever. The kneecap bandit. <laughs> but yeah, they they had uh, excellent chemistry and you know things like that. You know, you like to see those. Uh, you know those those uh, that a team like that stay together, right? And I, I I just don't understand the direction that ESPN is going in, but I guess they have something going on that we don't know about. But hopefully they'll get picked up somewhere else. You know, maybe TNT or somebody. Who knows? Or maybe Mark Jackson will finally get that Knicks job. The then I'll support right. the Knicks then, right? But until <laughs> then. But until then. <laughs> no. For me, man, and I think I think also too, I want to preface this by saying uh I love Doris Burke. I think Doris Burke is great. I I I can I can listen to any game, watch any game that Doris Burke is doing. But for me, again, as dudes were saying, it's the chemistry that Jeff Van Gundy. Mike Breen and Mark Jackson had together. And you're going you're gonna to miss that. You're going to miss Jeff Van Gundy, you know, uh, calling out the NBA, calling out players for flopping, calling out bad calls, saying stuff about the ref, saying funny stuff because Jeff Van Gundy is funny. Mm -hmm. So I think that you'll miss that, that camaraderie. You could tell that the three of them really enjoyed one another, <laughs> had real good chemistry. And, and again, it's not that I don't think Mike Breen won't have good chemistry with Doris Burke and, and, uh, and Doc River, but it's going to be different, uh, and it's not going to be the same, and and that's that's what I'll miss. But I like again, I, I love Doris Burke, and Doc Rivers was was a good uh, analyst yeah. before he, he he went back into coaching. So it's not like it's not like there's going to be a drop off in skill. Mm -hmm. I think that there's going to be a drop off in chemistry. That's what mm -hmm. I'm and that, and that's my biggest thing. It's uh, same thing. It's the chemistry part. I, I, there's nothing. I like Doc when he was commentating back in the day. Mm, you know, yeah. he, he did pretty well. And I, I'm like you, D. I actually like Doris Burke. Um, however, uh, the the way that Mark Jackson and uh, Van Gundy, the way they they had them, them little jabs at each other. Oh and, yeah. Uh, you know that that the, that made the the, the broadcast interesting. Yeah. Made it fun. Mark would always remind him when Jeff started fussing. He remind him, uh, you used to do this exact same thing. Exact same thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Right. He's to bring it out. You, you did the same thing. So, uh, but the biggest issue I have is with ESPN. 
right? Um, the direction that they're going because they're getting rid of uh, a lot. Well, we know the direction. The direction is we need to sit, we need to cut costs. Um, that's that's their whole issue. So all of the the high end talent, the Jalen Rose, the the Keyshawn Johnson, they didn't want to pay them. Max Kellerman, they didn't want to pay them. So now they're bringing in uh, different people that we're getting you at a lower cost. You can still do the same job, but we're gonna get you at a lower cost, right? But then they kind of <laughs> the the hypocrisy comes in when you go out and you give um, uh, the punter. Um, uh, I know you're talking about. What's the boy name? Pat McAfee. You go out and get Pat McAfee eighty five million dollars for five years. You know, eighty five million dollars would have would have paid everybody that everybody you else. just got rid of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So that's that's the issue that I have. And again, no knock against Pat McAfee. I like Pat McAfee. He had a great podcast. I don't know how I don't know how well the the things that he did on that podcast is gonna translate to ESPN because now you can't go with all this cussing and, and all mm-hmm. the stuff the, the stuff that you did before. You can't do all that. Which right. it seems like they, they had uh, no consideration of the uh, the fans, you know, and the viewers exactly. because exactly. Know, these were our favorites, <laughs> some of our right. favorites. Right, man. KJ, All of our favorites, really. Every morning, I watch. I used to watch KJM. Right mm-hmm. now, it's just ESPN Radio. You have no idea who's gonna be on there. And again, yeah. no. Again, and they're they're good good uh radio people. They're cool, but it's just not the same, you know. Um, and I, I don't want to be that you know old man get off my lawn, dude. But uh, the quality is just not there. Yeah, you're still yeah. giving me sports talk in the morning, but mm-hmm. I don't have the quality that I used to have. And yeah, we love what we love, and we prefer what exactly. we prefer. Exactly. So I still it's listen. Almost, it's almost well. That's the thing too. It's almost as if ESPN was like, "It don't matter. Y'all gonna listen anyway." Exactly. It, it doesn't exactly. matter who you put out there. Y'all gonna watch anyway because well, they got all the contracts for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you have to or whatever. Um, but that's almost kind of how that how they put it out there. Well, it won't matter. You you all aren't going anywhere. Y'all gonna you don't have a choice because anyway, yeah. we're the worldwide leader. So we're gonna do this. It won't matter. And they got me, bro. They they got me because you know that that's all I all I listen to all day long is right. ESPN uh, sports talk or whatever. So yeah, they 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 got me. So unfortunately, you know, uh, Mark Jackson, you know, it, it was great, and I, I do hope that you know you and you and Van Gundy end up at TNT and give us a new broadcast uh, crew with TNT or NBA TV. I don't care. <laughs> you can take his brother's spot. Hey, man, please take it out. Now that Stan, <laughs> ooh, I don't like Stan. You can't stand Stan. <laughs> can't stand Stan, man. Ooh, I, I hate what his commentating, man. I don't, I don't know how he got on, how he even got the job. But he also had the piston job as president, and you see how that turned out. So, well. hey. <laughs> right. Hey. Um, Dorian wanted us to talk about this next topic, um, because he was watching something over the weekend <laughs> that I missed. So, be tell me about what, what this, this women's professional football. Yeah, we yeah. missed it, and I almost, I almost did too. All right, so I was, I was actually in the gym, and I was, I was working out. And I was looking up on TV, and I saw, I saw some professional football like pads. Helmets, you know, well, I shouldn't say professional football, but I saw tackle football. And I was like, I started thinking to myself, well, who's playing now? Because the XFL is over, the USFL is over. 
Um, I know this isn't, you know, NFL training camp. I said, and, and colleges haven't started playing yet. I was like, and I was like, well, wait a minute. Is it high school? And I was like, no, it's not high school either. I was like, well, who is this playing football? So then I noticed for some reason, I kept noticing that out of the back of everybody's helmet, they, a, a whole bunch of people had really, really long hair. And I was like, who is this? And then <laughs> come to find out it was the uh, women's professional football, um, tackle football. It's the, the Women's Football Alliance. And they said they've been around for that. There have been a, a number of uh, women's professional leagues that have been around for a number of years. But this one in particular started in 2009. Um, and so they had their championship. They had a um, an agreement with uh, ESPN to have their championship broadcast. I don't know where any of the other games were because I had never heard of it. Um, mm-hmm. And but they had a, a contract with ESPN to just and all that they did was just that championship game. But it was interesting, um, you know, because, again, you got pads and, all. you know, because I've seen the other stuff like where they have the women's. What is that? The women's bikini league or whatever that mm-hmm. is, where they have, you know, on the thong bikinis and, you know, and the shoulder pads. And I'm like, OK, come on, stop. Stop making this sexist mockery of football. Mm-hmm. It's obvious that those women want to play football. Mm-hmm. Put them in some uniforms, give them pads and jerseys and have them come out there and play instead of, you know, trying to make it a a, a strip show on the gridiron. You know, exactly. I, 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 and how long I, did you watch it before you shut it off? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, one, the one in the bikini. <laughs> how long you watch that one, D? <laughs> well, it, it, took, it took about a quarter or two before I was like, you know what? This is awful. And so I, I this is ludicrous. <laughs> right. So then I stopped watching. Um, but they was out there hitting though. Uh, but but again, this one was just very interesting. I'll, you know, nothing to really dwell on or talk about because I really don't know much about it. But it was just something that I ran across that I thought was pretty interesting that people might want to know about if you decide that you want to check it out. Particularly those that have actually talked about uh the fact that we do try to make an effort to talk about women's sports if you've never heard of women's professional football and the women's perfect the women's football alliance then check out the um the wfa check that out next time you get a chance look it up okay okay and, and uh, staying with, with the women uh we can go to something else that came up and talking about katie ledecky and I Lede- her name. so the question is is she the goat for sure. Hold on, I spelled her name wrong. Oh, yeah, we don't, we don't worry about spelling on this show. Come on now. We, we should. <laughs> That's just like hypocrisy. <laughs> right. We should hypocrisy. All right, there we go. Katie Ledecky. Man, well, one, she broke uh Michael Phelps Phelps record of most uh individual medals at the world championships. Although mm-hmm. I think someone else, uh Sarah Solstrom, I think is her name from somewhere else had has the total record. Um, but anyway, but getting back to Kayla Day. If you, I like watching swimming during the Summer Olympics because it's, to me, it's akin to watching track and field. Right. Mm-hmm. I have never seen anybody, I don't care what it is, dominate the way Katie Ledecky dominates. It seems like every time she's in a competition, she's got a, she's breaking a new world record. I don't know how many world records she got. She has. But if you watch it, there is no one that even comes close to her. 
particularly when you get to the distance races, she just take, man, she's lapping people and she's just great. So I just, I had to mention Katie Ledecky because she's definitely the greatest women's swimmer of all time. She's definitely the women's goat in my opinion. I, I have no argument with that. Um, the, uh, what's her, the butterfly? Um, Bruh, she does it all. She she swims. She does the fifty meter free, the one hundred meter does, free, the two hundred uh, meter free. I thought she did more of the long distance stuff. She does that too. That's those are where her world records are. Yeah, yeah. But but she swims the fifty, the the hundred meter. This is what she swam in 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. So just. Not even 10 years ago, she was doing the 50 meter free, the 100 meter free, the 200 meter free. That's she in, in the uh, 2016 Olympics. She won uh, the 400 meter free, the 800 meter free, the 1500, the 200 meter. The 1500 is the one. Man, in the 1500, she's untouchable. But she also does mm -hmm. 200 meter butterfly, the 200 meter individual medley, the 400 meter individual medley. She swims in everything and she went dominates it's crazy it's crazy i don't know how i don't know how she does it but she she's the greatest when they uh you know everybody want to talk about the goats it, it's no question in this one it, it's it's far and away she she's the greatest there, there's no argument you gotta, you gotta leave it alone you gotta leave it alone you know ain't no LeBron. little sister <laughs> right. ain't no lebron and jordan discussion it's, right. it's katie ledecky that's it Katie Ledecky, that's it. She up, she up there with Steph. <laughs> right. That's, that's the greatest athlete ever. <laughs> I, just, I just hope she can't play golf, too. I'd be real mad if she could play golf. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. But shout out to Katie. Um, she's is Just she's check this out. If you go to Wikipedia, she was the swimming world, world swimmer of the year 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2018. She was the, the American swimmer of the year, 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 21, and 22. Come on, man. <laughs> she must have been she hurt in 19. Wow. <laughs> right, she right. Hurt right. right, she must have uh, had a, had a, uh, caught a Charlie horse like Rodney did. <laughs> uh -huh. Rodney, you, you got any swimming stories, Rod? <laughs> I got a swimming story. I got a swimming story. Hey, but check this out, dudes. <laughs> One of our listeners. <laughs> One of our listeners contacted me and said, you know what? I need to hear about that uh that tennis match, the greatest tennis match in history. So I'm gonna have to go ahead and record that. So y'all y'all just get ready for it. It's coming. It's coming. Oh my gosh. Oh, was God. one of the listeners uh one of your kids? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh now to another person that's on pace to being one of the goats, we come to show hey. Shohei Otani, who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, uh, able to go wherever he wants. Um, he makes the decision where he wants to go. Uh, James Harden should have took, took note of that. But Shohei has um, been great again this year, leading the league in home runs. Um, I think he has like a 3.2 or 3.4 ERA. Uh, he's just been great. You know, a, a two-way player all the way. Um, but the one thing that, that he doesn't have is playoff uh, success. And the reason he doesn't because the Angels suck. They have sucked ever since he's been there. 
Um, and it's not for a lack of trying. They keep trying. They keep getting all these high-priced players, but they always get hurt and they never win. Um, this year, they're like uh, one of the best seasons they've had in a long time. They are above 500, but not much, um, but still in the running for one of the wild card spots. So the Angels had the the option of trying to trade him and get something for him, or keep him for the rest of the season. See how to see how uh, the season goes. See if you can make the playoff, make a playoff run, um, and then try to re-sign him at the end of the season. So they took option B. They decided not to trade him. Shohei is staying. D. Was that the was that the uh, the best call? Yes, I said it last time. I said keep him. I said because if you keeping him shows that you're trying to win. If you get rid of Shohei, what are you saying to the rest of the team? To me, um, and you take your chances. I mean, you try to make it. You you got a you got a shot. I mean, it's it's you know slim, but you you got a shot to make the playoffs. But you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance, and without him, you have no chance. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I think uh, you take the chance. You try to get to the playoffs. If you can get to the playoffs, you you show him that you're trying to win, as well as showing the rest of the team that you're trying to win by keeping him. And then I think you'll be able to re-sign him in free agency if you know uh, Moreno ain't cheap. Well, if he, Moreno the money. He he spends money. They just. They just don't spin it wisely. <laughs> they they will not go out and get pictures. I don't know what what their reasoning for. Well, them and the Cardinals, they 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 don't they don't pay pictures. Period. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he won't go, won't go out and get pictures. Uh, it was a shock that he actually got Shohei in the first place uh, four years ago when he or five years ago now I think it is uh, when they were actually able to sign him. It was it was you know incredible that they were actually able to get him. Um, but with that, see, I'm kind of torn with it with that D because, yeah, you're right. If you trade him, you are giving up on the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have no guarantees. And that's the issue. Shohei did tell them, Hey, look, I don't want to get traded, I want to finish out the season, um, try to win, you know, and then see where we go from there. But that's not a guarantee to me. You know, you didn't say I'm going to resign with you at the end of the season. So you're risking getting a compensatory pick for, you know, uh, losing a free agent, which is pretty. You no, know, that's a sandwich pick between the first and second round. That's that's not a value um, for someone like Shohei. I would prefer um, to trade him and get those assets, not assets that I know are going to be in the, in the majors within the next year or two that might be able to put me over the, over the top. It's a it's a bad option. You don't want to do that. You prefer, you would prefer him to, to be there and be there for the rest of his career. That's what you would prefer because one one again your team sucks. However, every fifth day <laughs> they're coming out to see Shohei, um, and then the other days they're coming out to see him because now he's playing offense. So you're losing losing money at the at the box office. So at the end of the day. All things said and done, uh, Moreno has no choice but to get his man $600 million over 10 years at the end of the season. That is what it is. He's going to have to roll with it. And and Mike Trout better figure out a way to stay healthy so they can actually win some games. But he's only been getting hurt the last few years, though. 
it's not like Mike Trotter has been hurt his whole career. It's the last. Nope. It's, been, it's been the last few years. As again, as he's getting older, right? But after he got that big fat contract, <laughs> he's been getting hurt. Tripped over the bag. <laughs> mm-hmm. And again, Mike Trout is a great player. When he plays, he's still one of the best players in baseball. But the problem is, or they said the best best ability is availability. He's yep. just not available, and that's putting putting strain on Shohei because now Shohei is the whole offense. But it's not just it's not just um, uh, Trout. It's the uh, who's the other guy? The thir- uh, the the wow, the third baseman that they gave that big old huge fat contract to. Um. Okay, I can't think of his name, but I, so I can, I'm not gonna fuss about it. Uh, but he's been hurt ever since they gave him the money. Also, so it ain't just him. Like I said, Moreno's spending money. It's just not. It's just not working out for him. So, but now he's not. He's gonna be forced to give Shohei his money, and he's gonna have to to keep Shohei there. He's gonna have to overpay him. Rendon. Uh, Anthony, uh, Anthony, yep. Rendon. Anthony Rendon. Ever since they signed it, I mean nothing. He got nothing. He's he's just been hurt. But um, uh, Shohei stayed, but there's a lot of players that didn't. The Mets traded everybody. <laughs> do, they, I mean, do they even have a pitching staff now, D? I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Once you get rid of the two, the two, the two cats that you signed two years ago to the highest contracts, and then you immediately get rid of them. And then they got rid of like four other players too. It's like six, six or seven players they got rid of all together. Hold up, they signed Verlander this year. Hmm. They signed Verlander this year, and he sent it right back to where he came from. To a, uh, it's like it's like like forty two million dollar a year contract for three years. And guess what they're doing though? They're paying the contract. The Mets are paying the contract <laughs> to get rid of Verlander. But that was the only way they got uh, a good player. Otherwise, otherwise, uh, the Astros weren't gonna give them no good players. So the Mets traded Justin Verlander. Uh, I'm gonna say it now, even though it probably won't happen. But he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, but you know how how Hall of Fame voting go. D that's D favorite favorite uh, argument. (laughs) Um, They got America. (laughs) uh, Max Scherzer, who. Who should be a Hall of Famer? I don't know about first ballot, but uh, it just depends on the re- how the rest of his career goes. Um, but that's a whole different story. Should have been a Cardinal, <laughs> but Cardinals. But I just said a couple minutes ago, Cardinals don't pay pitchers. So anyway, um, but you traded Max Scherzer, who should be a Hall of Famer, also eventually, um, and they just got prospects. You know, which which is the bad part about just when we're talking about Shohei. That's the bad part about the trades because you're getting prospects. They're not. They're not NBA. NBA. They're not major league baseball players. Uh, they're prospects. They're they're players that you that may be uh, able to play in the major leagues. Um, so that's the drawback of training these players. Yeah, you you got younger. Um, you got your you got your um, uh, you got your uh, they got some pitchers. They got some uh, fielders or what have you. So they got younger, and they may actually be you know. Decent players, but you're rolling the dice. You're rolling the dice. The Cardinals did the exact same thing, <laughs> but <laughs> they needed to. The Cardinals suck. They that's that's what you're the supposed Cardinals. to do. The Cardinals, when you suck. The Cardinals trade, and and that's what I, I was. 
they definitely should have traded all, all the players they traded were free agents at the end of the year. So, you know, shout out to them uh, for getting something in return for uh, some players that were probably going to be gone anyway. They weren't going to pay them because, again, mm-hmm. the Cardinals don't pay pitchers. But they got rid of um, uh, the, the one that the one that shot me, shocked me was Hicks. Uh, I thought oh, they were going to yeah. Hicks, Jordan Hicks. I thought they were going to try to keep him. But, uh, you know, again, they tried to sign him to an extension, and he was like, well, now I'm going to wait to the offseason and, and see what other options I have out there. And when you do that, then you have no choice but to, but to trade the player. That's, that, again, going back to Shohei, that's my issue with him. You, you didn't tell me you was going to come back or you yeah. didn't want to sign an extension, so, you know, I'm going to have to do what's best for me. And organization, yeah. That's what the Mets did. Well, the Mets did different. They traded everybody, uh, but they're still paying most of the contracts. So I don't <laughs> I really don't know what the Mets did. That their their thinking is just you know. Yeah, they don't. The Mets don't know what the Mets did. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm confused by that. The Cardinals. I mean, hell, they was losing <laughs> losing. <laughs> it really didn't matter. Right. <laughs> really didn't matter. But you know what though? Out of, out of all of that, you know what? The Reds are in first place. <laughs> and you know what? Y'all have probably one of the you the Reds have probably one of the uh most watchable players playing baseball right now. Dela Cruz. Yeah, Dela Cruz Dela Cruz does everything. <laughs> it was funny the other day. Um they were uh trolling him. Oh, in Milwaukee. He, yeah, they was trolling him because uh he, he didn't he didn't get a hit or something. In the he very know, he next got, back. He got robbed. He got uh <laughs> he got robbed of a home run. The center fielder robbed him of a home run. Okay, and okay, so, okay. So the next time he came up to bat, they said in his last at bat, oh, he yeah. almost homered, but he didn't. Hey, payback is a mother. Mm-hmm. Man. Payback is a mother. But uh um, but there's a lot of other other trades. The Dodgers improved. The the Braves, man, the Braves got probably have the best the best team in baseball right now. Um, they got better. Uh, I don't know how where they keep getting all these prospects from to go out and get players at the at the deadline, but um, it's gonna be difficult beating the Braves. Uh, I'll say that I, I expected mm-hmm. I expected um, the Yankees to do something. They didn't really. I, I don't. The Yankees well, always do something. They just didn't do it this year. Is everybody expects the Yankees to do something? I think that I think the Yankees felt like that they could still do something with who they had. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think that, I think that they felt that a lot of the problem was the fact that Aaron Judge had got hurt, and now he was back. Um, and uh, and and at a certain point, I think that you know even Brian Cashman is kind of like, okay, we got it, we got to you know. It's always with the Yankees, always about that making that big splash, you know, that kind of thing. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of settled down now to real baseball stuff now that George Steinbrenner is no longer there to fire somebody in the minute and then hire them back like he used to do with Billy Martin all the time, right? So at, at a certain point, I don't. I think the Yankees just kind of felt like they needed to stay with who they were, who who they have, because I don't, I don't necessarily see if, if we're talking about them getting somebody I don't. I really don't know who they would really add. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, when you think about the Yankees doing something, the trade deadline, you think about them making getting Shohei because that's what mm-hmm. everybody's talking. 
the Yankees, the Yankees are going to do show. Or the Yankees, you know, I could even see maybe the Yankees ha have been one of the ones to get Verlander or to get Scherzer, you know, to, to make that kind mm -hmm. of big crash. But the fact that they didn't, I think says says a lot about what the Yankees think about themselves this year. Do they consider themselves to be contenders? I, I don't. I think they consider themselves to be not World Series contenders. I'm mean, and I'm saying this not from Yankee fans who are like Dallas uh -huh. Cowboys fans who always think they're supposed to win this win the Super Bowl or win the World uh -huh, Series. Uh -huh. I think the Yankees themselves are saying to themselves, "Okay, look, we are a wild card team. Let let's get let's get let's get to the playoffs and let's once you get into the playoffs, who knows what can happen? Yeah, we'll, let's see what happens." And we get to the wild card, then we can we can do that. I think they see themselves as that kind of lower level playoff team that can that can heat up and get dangerous once you get to the playoffs. So right now the Yankees are three and a half out of the second wild card spot. So um, I mean they just got to get hot. I mean uh, they're thirty three and twenty six at home and twenty five and twenty six on. I'm sorry, twenty three and twenty six on the road. So. Um, I mean, they're they're above five hundred. Uh, they're behind Boston, behind Toronto, and uh, Houston and Tampa Bay. They have the other. They have the other. Uh, they, they actually have the wild card spots. So um, it, it's possible. I mean, I don't, Boston. They didn't do anything either. So, um, so there, there's it's possible. And like you said, I think a lot of. Uh, uh, I agree with you with a lot of the Yankees issues. Was the fact that Judge was hurt for a nice portion of the season so far? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Giancarlo Stanton is another one of those players that got the bag and man. Now see, I'd have sold. I'd have sold him. I'd have been a seller for Giancarlo Stanton a long time ago. He is yeah, truly he, the famine. I, I am so. <laughs> that's one of the things you know when when uh, uh, when uh, the Marlins traded him to the Yankees. You know the Cardinals. We're actually trying to trade for him, and he he declined the trade. I am so happy <laughs> he declined that trade, cause man, bro, he got that money, and he, like you said, he is feast on family. He's gonna smack a four hundred and sixty yard, uh, sixty foot home run, or he gonna strike out fifteen times in a row. Right. <laughs> right. That's that's all you get. That's all you get. So, uh, but that's the Yankees issue right now. And I'm I'm glad they have that problem and not the Cardinals. Although yep. uh, the Cardinals got plenty of their own problems. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'm not gonna talk about the Cardinals because they suck. Our season's been over for like the last two months. And season yeah, because it's nothing nothing to talk about. <laughs> ain't nothing to talk about. It ain't nothing to talk about. Unless you're talking about getting rid of uh uh what what did what, what did uh our boy call him? Uh Mosley Act. <laughs> Mosley Act, right? Get rid of Mosley Act. Unless you get rid of Mosley Act, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. So uh, now to one of the most interesting stories to come out in quite some time. You know, we've been talking about uh, Liv and the Golf League uh, going against PGA for forever. Um, one of the things that um, uh, what is it called? Uh, PIF. PIF. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that Piff is doing is they're they're investing a lot of money into sports. They want people to play sports in Saudi Arabia. Well, the sport that they're going after right now is the sport of major soccer. Mm -hmm. 
I'm talking, you know, the, the big guys. And one of the biggest names in soccer right now is um, what's his first name? Killian Mbappe. Killian. Mbappe. Killian Mbappe. Who's I think he's like 25 years old. Um, scores goals left and right. One of the, like I said, one of the greatest to to uh, come out in a long time. Well, the Saudis. Uh, well, let me go back. Mbappe's contract is up at the end of this season, and he'll be a free agent, be able to go um, wherever he wants to. Remember that, James Harden should have should have done that. <laughs> anyway, he'll be able to do whatever it is, and go wherever he wants to, and. Uh, it's his desire to go to um, what's the name of the, the team? Real Madrid. Uh, Real Madrid, one of the biggest names in the world of soccer. But along came an offer that is blowing us away. Um, the Saudis, the Saudi uh, uh, team offered was it three hundred thirty-six million transfer. The trend three hundred thirty-six million. Three- $332 million transfer fee to Mbappe's current team. Hmm. And then Durham, tell how much they offered Mbappe to come play one season of soccer. $776 oh. million. Dollars. Oh, million. Million dollars. Mm. <laughs> and, he, and he turned it down. Seven hundred. Y'all heard that? Seven hundred and seventy-six million dollars. Million dollars. How? Wait, how? <laughs> and he turned it down. How? Um, Dudes, you turn you who who turned it down that bag? Who t- who turned it down? Look at Look at him. I, Look I at got him. one good leg. I could kick with that one. <laughs> Look, man, I'd be out there in a wheelchair. <laughs> Pushing the ball down with my toes if I have to <laughs> for seven hundred and seventy-six million dollars, and he turned it down. Now, don't get me wrong; he's going to get a nice contract with whoever he goes to next year, but it will not be seven hundred and seventy-six million dollars. It won't but be that one year. Not one year. year. One year. Listen. Yeah, I can Listen. go ahead and give him this year. I, I can give him this. Year. It was this year. They were to trade trade for him now. Pay the transfer fee. He comes over this year. He still has that contract. So this year, they're going to pay him $776 million, And he'll still be a free agent next year. But he turned it down. But think about this. Guess what they don't have in Saudi Arabia? What don't they have? Taxes. No tax. That's $776 no tax. million dollars in your pocket. In your pocket, Bilbo. Your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I was again, over there, but I didn't get paid that much for it. Again, <laughs> I, I I understand I understand the, the the hesitation a lot of people have based on the information that we've been given uh, as to the atrocities that they're doing as a country. I understand that. Hypocrisy, bro. <laughs> bro. Seven hundred and seventy-six million dollars. Mm. But see, this is the thing about the politics. Mm-hmm. That that poli- that political viewpoint is an American political viewpoint. Mm-hmm. He's not from the United States. 
Mm -hmm. So those same political considerations might not be the same over in France or, or wherever, wherever it is that he's from. And I say that at having right. been overseas and watched the news in other places where they have a, a different viewpoint on certain mm -hmm. things. So I don't necessarily know how, because I nothing that I read, because I when I kept looking to read something about why he turned down $776 million. You I could not find it. anything that said anything about it. politics. It was just that he, because he wants to play with Real Madrid. Now, unless mm. Real Madrid is about to give him a couple of billion dollars over a particular period, I don't, I don't know how you turn, I don't know how you turn that down just to say that you want to play with this team that you could end up playing for. You can, still play, you can still play for them next year and have $776 million in your pocket and then go get that other 700 million over three or four years or however much they're going to give you in, in at Real Madrid. But you would have 776 million in your pocket from one year. I Again, I hope it's the politics. I didn't find anything that said anything about the politics, but let's hope that that's the reason. And it's not just because you just wanted to go play with this other team because mm -hmm. they're not going to give you that kind of money, not for one mm -hmm. year. And, and at the end of the day, I don't care how much they give you. You still gonna be seven hundred and seventy-six million dollars short in your bank account. Mm -hmm. You ain't gonna never get that money back. It just never. won't happen. Now again, no. he could listen. He he might be one of those people that say, "Hey, look, I'm a millionaire already. You know, seven hundred seventy-six million dollars. That's too much money for me for one person to have." That might be his mentality. <laughs> However, oh, that's too much money for me. Nah, nah. I'm like Luther Vandross. Never too much. Never too much. Never too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I can't, I can't, bro. Listen, listen. <laughs> Sound like he was drowning. <laughs> seven hundred and seven. Look at here. the 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 mega million right now is one point two five billion, of which you get like uh is like six hundred million dollars as a cash option, and you got everybody named Mama trying to buy a ticket just to get that, hmm. right? This man has been given. The opportunity to have seven hundred and seventy-six million dollars in his bank, and for whatever reason, he turned it down. Now again, again, that's his own personal decision. Let me show people. Let me put this in there. Let me show people what that is. Let me zero. Banner. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me let me stop it from scrolling just so I can just put it up there. Yeah. Hold on. So y'all can just see. The zeros. Uh, 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 do you know what you're doing? What is happening? There it is. There we go. That's what I want to do. Look at that. If somebody offered you that, Look now understand this, this. This is the difference between the lottery winning, winning the Mega Millions, and this. We are all playing for the chance to win mm -hmm. a million dollars. We have a one and sixty-four million <laughs> shot of winning. A billion dollars. He was guaranteed mm -hmm. seven hundred seventy-six million dollars. One year. One year. Yeah, we have to come up with all these numbers in order to win that uh, the lottery. He just Man. has to come up with with three letters: Y E S. Even I could do that math. Again, <laughs> that that's that's his 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 choice. It just ain't a choice that I would go <laughs> that I would go. That ain't the direction I was going, bro. I'm I'm sorry. Hey, look, look, I, I'm look. 
Do you understand how many lives you can change with seven hundred and seventy-six million dollars? You talking generational wealth for your family and seven hundred and seventy-six million dollars. So listen, listen, man. Bruh. Bruh. Can, can I get can I get the number to fifth? <laughs> I'm like dudes, man. I, I, hey, I can get you one good kick. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Yana said, I, I look like Killian Mbappe. Hey, Sign hey Sign I go get some. Let me go get some platform shoes. <laughs> yeah. You know, they think we all look like anyway. Now, listen, now we go, we go, we go. Uh, add some stuff on that we ain't talking about. D. Uh, we we mentioned it, but we didn't didn't talk about it. Uh. One of the things that I read is that uh, the NBA is also a little bit nervous about I about the pits um, and the fact that they have all of this money out there. Because you, you, when this thing came out, you had players like LeBron James putting his hand up, saying, hey, holla at me. You had players <laughs> like uh, Draymond Green coming out. <laughs> Pick me, I'll go. <laughs> the, the ink ain't dry on my contract. Right. So... Um, they do play basketball in Saudi, right? But they they don't have the same kind of emphasis on basketball as they do other sports. But if they decide <laughs> that they want to put an emphasis on basketball and offer a LeBron James five hundred million dollars to come over and, and play, or or since LeBron is at the end of his career, you know, of course LeBron's gonna do that. But what about Victor Wembanyama? Who just got drafted number one, the quote unquote uh greatest player to ever be drafted, if they offered him five hundred million dollars to uh, come play basketball. What did uh what did uh NSYNC say? Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> I ain't from the United States anyway. I'm from France. <laughs> hey, it was an old gospel song that uh that uh, the, the lyrics used to say it. I'll go even if I have to go by myself. By myself. <laughs> by myself. By myself. But I mean, the, the, you know, we laughing about that. But what if, what if it does actually happen? If they decide, hey, listen, we want to be just like the, the, the PGA. We want to be part of this NBA. Make us a part. But if you don't, we gonna establish our own league, and we are gonna bring up because NBA as much money as the NBA has, mm-hmm. as much as much money as they they generate. They don't have that Saudi money. They don't have that Saudi money, man. Bruh, you would have all of the college players that have dreamt about being in the NBA all their lives <laughs> saying, you know what? Hey, deuces. <laughs> they be leaving deuces. college. <laughs> deuces, deuces, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm out. If they pay, you, because the, the Victor Wimiyama, the most he can make is like $12 million. A year on his rookie contract. If they paying fifty million dollars for the next great thing coming out of college, you think they're gonna go to the NBA? Hmm. No. no. And that's what the NBA is afraid of. They're afraid that the 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 PIF, the, the Saudis are gonna put money in basketball, and they're gonna have the same issue as the PGA. But see, this is this is this is where I push back on it. Okay. Because I, I think that we take Mbappe down. I think that the Saudi League would kind of end up being like Major League Soccer. 
because the European leagues already have built up that monopoly on stuff. Again, we again kind of like why Killian Killian Mbappe don't want to play for the Saudis, but he'll he wants to play for Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. They already have that history, and they have dominated for so long that you notice that when when the United States started, you know, really thinking about playing soccer as we call it, we don't even call it football, right? Mm-hmm. Playing. Soccer. Well, all of those players that had previously been good over there, they came over here to lend credibility to Major League Soccer. Um, mm-hmm. Pele did it. Um, Beckham did it with the LA Galaxy. Now we see Messi mm-hmm. doing it. We saw um, mm-hmm. a man, uh, Thierry Henry, from the French national team, who was it, mm-hmm. before, who was the man before Kylian Mbappe on the mm-hmm. French national team. They all come over here and they get a bag. They give mm-hmm. them, they give, you know, they give them big bag and they give them ownership because that's what Beckham wanted. That's what Messi wanted. Why he came to, you know, uh, into Miami. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that early on, even though they have the money, the Saudi league doesn't have the kind of infrastructure and advertising and the prestige that the NBA has. So I think that early on the only players that they would get would be the players who are at the end of their career that still kind of have a name that people still kind of remember to come over there and play it to get people to watch. Um, yeah, Victor Wimbanyama, he's, he's kind of an anomaly or whatever because they're the big names that are rookies, but I think that, uh, or the new players, but I think that in order for them to get credibility, they would have to get the Draymond Greens. They would have to get the LeBron Jameses, those at the end of their careers that people know to get people to watch, right? Mm-hmm. People, people will watch, people will watch, you know, Wimbanyama because he's the new face. People will want to see him. But as far as those other college players and stuff are concerned, we were just talking about the other day, you know, with the draft, how we didn't know any of those players. So if we don't know them, you know, they don't know them over in Saudi Arabia. Exactly. So they, so they, they have to get those big name players first to get people to watch. And then they can start doing the other thing. Golf, golf is a little bit different, but I think for the NBA uh, and basketball, I think it, it would take much more than just the money early on to get players to, to, to go over there. People still want to play in the NBA because all the games are televised. People mm-hmm. still know who they are. You can get they're, endorsed. They're all-time favorite players played there. Yeah, I think it would take a minute. It would take a little bit longer for them to start going over to the Saudi league. It would take more than just the money immediately. I'm talking about in the, in the, in the, it, it would take them a much longer time. So I can see the NBA being worried about it, but I don't think they need to worry about that just yet. It would take much more. It, they're going to have to wait for a LeBron James to go over there or somebody like that to go over there. But the, but this is the thing. Yeah. They don't have to worry that they don't have to um, concern themselves with it right now. However, they need to be start. They need to get proactive. And yes, think about yeah. it. Yes, um, no, I agree. The, yeah. the, the biggest issue that they have, you know, and it, it's what allows the NBA to um, to to thrive like they do, is they had their rookie salaries, their rookie salary cap, right? That was one of the best things they did because it's difficult um, to pay. For instance, when um, uh, what's my man that came from Purdue, uh, Robinson, um, big dog, big dog, big dog, when he came from Purdue, and before he played. Uh, a basketball game in the NBA, he was the highest paid player in the league, mm-hmm. right? That was an issue that the old, older play, the older veteran players, uh, that was something they had an issue with. So that's why he came with the rookie salary cap, which works great. However, if Saudi doesn't have a salary cap, if the Saudis are able, and, they, and the NBA knows that 
they can uh, even with their the current salary cap, they can get these, the players that are free agents next year. If Anthony Davis wants to be the first player to go over there and make five hundred million dollars a year, they can go get Anthony Davis. He's a free agent. Um, LeBron James, his contract's up. You can go get LeBron. Yeah, he's a name, and like you said, D will bring that credibility. So the Saudis don't care. <laughs> they don't care about the money part, right? And they don't care about the time. They'll they'll throw all the money they want they can at all of these veteran players and the new players coming in just to establish their league. And that's the part that the NBA needs to be worried about. They're not doing it right now, but you need to put some kind of mechanism in place to if they ever get the desire. <laughs> to right. to do this stuff that you're ready. You can say, hey, look, LeBron, you know, instead of going over there and playing a year against some people that you don't know, that are, mm-hmm. are players that, that don't nobody know, or not even being on TV, listen, why don't we give you an opportunity to, you know, get ownership in this team, stay here and, and, mm-hmm. and stay with us. You know, so those, those are some of the things they got to start thinking about. Um, like I said, they got to be proactive with this thing because if they wait and do nothing and not worry about it, they're going to be just like the PGA. And they can come yeah. over They can come over and buy the whole freaking NBA, every team in the league, and just take over. They can do it. They got, bro, they got, got the money. Million, dollars, billion dollars just sitting there waiting to do whatever they want to do with it. Come on. <laughs> the NBA can't do nothing with that. No. They make, NBA makes $6 billion a year, which is a hell of a lot of money, mm-hmm. but it ain't 700 <laughs> Mbappe. <laughs> so, so listen. Uh, but I, I just threw it in there because we talked about it, and, and, and uh, it kind of went with that little whole section right there. So I throw that in there. <laughs> anyway, must be the money. It's the money, man. It's the money. It's the money. Which is kind of sad because that brings us <laughs> bad segue to uh, the Northwestern players. Um. Northwestern, for all of you that have been watching us, you understand. You, uh, we talked about this. Uh, Northwestern has had this this um, scandal going on uh, in football and in baseball and in some other sports um, with hazing done to their players. And there's more players that have come out and um, they filed lawsuits against the university, against the university president, against um, the former. Um, athletic director and the current athletic director. Um, so they're going after everybody uh, in these lawsuits. Um, Dorian, we were discussing this. Tell me your thoughts on this on this new st- the information coming out by Northwestern. Well, you've got what nine players now. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, this has very wide ranging uh, implications because let's not be naive to think that the only place that this is happening was at Northwestern. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that there are going to be more hundreds of lawsuits that are going to start coming out at a bunch of different schools at a bunch of different universities. Remember uh, some years ago, um, what's my man? uh, 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 That was the, that was the running back um, Craig James. When his son had the issue, um, mm-hmm. where they said they put him in the hot box or something like that. And mm-hmm. that oh yeah. Well, I, again, let's not be naive to think that this stuff is only happening at Northwestern or it's only isolated at, at Northwestern. So it's going to be a number of different schools where we're going to start seeing this come out. This, this to me, is just opening the floodgates 
for a number of lawsuits that we're going to see at a at a whole bunch of these other major universities. So, um, and this is this is is my issue with this whole thing. Um, and again, like I we were discussing before we we started recording, it's going to sound like victim shaming uh, in the in the case that uh, in the fact that um, I have issues with these players that wait six, seven, 10 years to then decide, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out and uh, I'm gonna you know, claim these, these different claims. I'm not saying it didn't, it didn't happen. I'm not saying that you weren't violated. I'm not saying anything like that, but I just have an issue with um, people not coming out when these things happen. We're talking about uh, like, in the, in the case of Bill Cosby, you wait 25 years after the fact and then say, hey, look, this happened. Well, the, how, how can I defend myself for something that happened 25 years ago? Now it's just my word against your word. And that's the same issue I, ha I have with, 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 with this. Um, now it's the university saying it didn't happen. The players are saying it did happen. But the time that elapsed since all of this stuff happens makes it to where now it's just a he say she say thing because there's really no um well we don't know the phys any physical evidence that, that these things actually occurred i'm mean, again i'm not saying it didn't occur what i'm saying is i just have a, a problem with the amount of time it took for these players to come out and and say this stuff happened uh especially the fact that they're you know a lot of people playing this are all oh, they're um uh that to, to laud them and say, you know, they're, they're so courageous. Well, you weren't courageous uh, eight years ago when it happened. Had you been courageous eight years when you happened, maybe the stuff that happened after you wouldn't have happened. So that's that's the issue I have. And again, it sounds like victim shaming, which I'm not trying to do by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just concerned about the, the, the time that it took for these, these different players to come out. And that's just me. Yeah, and like we, uh, we spoke about earlier, I... Um, Certainly, you know, I, I I look at it the, in the other way that, you know, some of these people, you know, they're not like we are because all three of us, you know, we, you know, we kind of bold with it. So we, if, if we're being violated or somebody stepping on our toes, we're going to let you know right there on the right. spot. But some of these people, you know, they they might have fear of uh, some type of uh, retribution or, mm -hmm. you know, about coming forward and uh, or they just might not be as courageous. And so it might might have taken, you know, for somebody else uh, who, who might be more prominent, you know, within the system or that has uh, more pull to come out first, you know, for them to feel emboldened to come out, you know, following that. But I certainly right. understand what you mean. You know, I mean, what you're saying about them, you know, let so much time elapse because, you know, uh, in that time frame, it could be other victims that you, you could have exactly. uh, prevented, you know, from going through the same exactly. uh, ordeal. No, yeah, I, 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 I'm with you, with y'all on that. I, I, I understand the whole thing about the time, and it, it starts to make you be skeptical about it. But I, I look at it in terms of I think about the nature of football, right, and how how macho football is, and about how it's such a physical sport, and and it's about, you know, you know when you said earlier about you know the best of ability is availability, right? So you got players that play hurt. And, and so on and so forth. So just think about how it would it would it would be for them 
coming forward and somebody said, oh, well, all we did was smack you with a towel. But, <laughs> you know, but but you mad and now you want to sue for hundreds of millions of dollars when you play this sport. That's a violent sport, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, it's the machismo that comes along with that. This idea that, well, if I say something, well, could this hamper my playing time while I'm here? Um, you know, if it again, looking at Northwestern, when they talk about how this thing was such a tradition that even went back to when Pat, Pat Fitzgerald played. Right. And they said that this is this longstanding tradition. So now do you want to be the player to come in there and break to tra- break the tradition? Do you want to be the person to, you know, I, I think that that's a lot of what's going through a lot of their, their minds. They feel like if they don't do this, then they won't be able to play because the captain is going to captain is going to come back and tell so-and-so or tell a coach or, or whatever, whatever not. Uh, and I also, that also makes me wonder, e- even though I think Pat, Pat Fitzgerald himself may have been far removed from that. It makes me wonder what coaches knew about this, mm-hmm. about what was, about what was going on. And again, it might've been players who, you know, coach so-and-so was there when such and such happened. Coach so-and-so was there when such and such, when this happened. So if I didn't get up and be quote a man about it, if I cried about it or whatever, then I'm labeled soft and then I may not be able to play. I think that a lot of that goes into it. So once they have removed themselves from the situation and not have to worry about playing time, not necessarily have to worry about the ridicule that they would have gotten. Cause, cause hazing is as much mental as it is physical. Mm-hmm. So that they wouldn't have to endure the ridicule and the humiliation that comes along with basically saying, I couldn't take it. Cause that's what other players are going to say. Oh, well, you just saying that because you couldn't take it. I think that that's something that kept a lot of them from speaking out much earlier on, particularly while they were players. I think mm-hmm. it's a lot easier once you get removed from the situation to now come back and say, yes, these kinds of things happen to me. But no, I I, I agree with you. It, it always makes me wonder where it takes people so long to come forward. But I think that, that that's some of the some of the issues that that may be evolved here. You know, because they felt so, like they had to. And again, I, I understand that part. I understand that part. At that at the particular time, you feel as though. Um, you have no other options. You just got to grin and bear it, as they say. Um, but again, you grinning and bearing, if you know this is wrong, first mm-hmm. off, if you know what is being done is wrong, right? Somebody has to say something when it's going on. Again, for you to wait seven, eight years, you know, uh, and I can't think of the name of the quarterback that was there, um, that's like the, the, the lead person now in these lawsuits um but for you to wait you know six seven years after the fact and don't come out until somebody was brave enough that was a current player to go report this stuff after they then you're gonna come in and out now you want to be the 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 head person you want to be the person out in front um pushing this 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 stuff i have an issue with that i have an issue with that because if you knew it was wrong you should have been out there Back then, doing that stuff, but but see, this is the thing though is your quest you begin to question how wrong it is because other people did it. There were so many other people prior to you that went through it, and you're saying to yourself, or and people are telling you, Well, everybody else did it, everybody else, so even though you may necessarily not feel right about this within yourself. 
but you look around and everybody else that is around, you say to yourself, well, they all went through it. It can't be that bad. Mm -hmm. And it, it seems like all, they have no problem with it. Right, right. They don't have any problem with it. No one else had any problem with it. I, and then it, again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, quote unquote, I don't know, but none of the coaches seem to have a problem with it. So maybe in order for me to be able to play, maybe this is what I have to do. And at the time you go along to get along, mm -hmm. right? Be again, because you want to play, you start to question, well, is this really wrong? Everybody else is doing it. You know, that kind of thing. Am I the only one that feels this way? So we don't know if, if also at the same time, if they all got together, if any of them got together and talked about this to say, well, Hey man, mm -hmm. this to you did this happen to you well this wrong well now all of a sudden when that one person comes out you say to yourself okay well it was somebody else that thought that this was wrong too well now i can go mm -hmm. ahead and, and speak up about this so i think that that's that's a lot of it too you've seen especially again talking about northwestern right mm -hmm. if this is something that has been going on for for 20 years or however it is that's been going along well when you get to northwestern you figure, well, this is just what I have to do. This is, you know, that, that it's kind of part thing. of so it. Yeah. You're, you know, it, it's part of being here. It's part of it's, you know, they're going to pitch that as this is how you become part of the team. You know, you're how, how can you get any respect on the field as a teammate? If you don't do what the other teammates have done, what your teammates before you have, have done, you know, how, how do you become part of the team? How do you feel like you're part of the team? Because football, just as we talked about, you know, Mike Breen and, and Van Gundy and, and Mark Jackson is all about chemistry as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're feeling like the outsider, if people are making you feel like the outsider because you're not you're not involved and because you don't want to be involved, but you want to be on the inside, you want to be one of those guys you want to play. I think that that that's a big part of it, too. So, so I. I I guess most of my frustration is with the former quarterback. Um, and, and, and you said it, D, you know, um, while he's there, you know, you don't say anything because it might affect your playing time. That's a selfish thing on his part because he's more concerned about his playing time than putting um, light on a situation that he knows is wrong. If you felt that strong about it, Again, you should have said something at that time, but no, you waited until you finished your, your career and then even waited some more time. And then when all this stuff comes out, now you want to be the, the, the quote unquote face of this whole thing, um, coming out saying how, how violated that you were, how, how violent you felt. And now you want to sue them for you know, large sums of money. That's the part that I have the biggest problem with, right? Again, exactly. Again, you know. What the, the stuff that they was doing was absolutely idiotic, right? It, it was just stupid, <laughs> you know. And I can't, I can't imagine a locker room that even allowed that stuff. I mean, you know, this, this is a, a bunch of men, man. Everybody can, you know, having you walk, you know, penis shower, you know, the, the car wash that they call it. That's just, that's just stupid, right? That's just stupid. But even if it did happen, and I'm not saying it didn't happen, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, they're saying that it happened. So if it did happen and you saw this happening, you didn't say anything because you were selfish because you wanted to play in time. That's the issue I have. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're the big bad man. You know, this is just horrible. I'm, I'm going to put my face out here and I'm going to do this, that and the other and pay me, you know, 
pay me. And that's all he's doing. And I, I, again, that's, I think is is the one I had the biggest issue with. Now, the current players that go through this, you know, mad respect for them because they were the ones that came out and brought this stuff out uh, into the open, brought it to light. The previous players that, that didn't say anything, but now all of a sudden you want to be involved so you can get money, those are the ones I got the problem with. So um, that's what, enough about Northwestern. I don't want to talk about them. I'm, I'm, I hope this is the last time we have to talk about Northwestern. As a, it might be the last time we talk about Northwestern, but mark my words, it's not going to be the last time that we talk about this in college sports. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, speaking of college sports. <laughs> Great segue, D. Speaking of, we can much better with our podcast, y'all. <laughs> speaking of college sports. So this week, uh, Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes Made the decision to move from the pack. Is it pack ten or pack twelve? What are they now? They, uh, I don't know. They the pack ten now. Pac-12. <laughs> but they're yeah, they're the, the pack twelve. They're the pack twelve. Yeah. And now they're going to the big, big twelve. But Coach Prime did not make that decision. No, that was, that was the board of regents or whoever. Made the board of regents. That, that, that yeah. had nothing to do with Coach Prime. Let's 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 get that out there. But they are Coach Prime and the Buffaloes are leaving. Yeah. Uh, and, and going to the Big 12. Yeah, they're leaving, going to the Big 12. But that's just the, the, the first domino to fall. But you know, the um, funny thing about that is, hold on, just to keep going. They're really, are they really going or are they just going back? Remember, they were in the Big they're going 8. Back. They're going they, back. They just, that's what, this is where they started. Remember, they were in the Big 8 with Missouri and Nebraska and Oklahoma mm. and all that. We grew, we grew up watching the Colorado Buffaloes play and Missouri. Missouri. Right. And the Brad, we, we grew up watching them and then they moved to the Pac-12. So now basically mm-hmm. they're just coming back home. And the reason they're coming back home is because the Pac-12, <laughs> the Pac-12 is just in in uh in uh crisis mode. Um they they have a horrible TV contract. Um, they've been trying to negotiate a new TV contract, but the problem is their <laughs> conference teams are leaving, so they're not getting the kind of type of TV contracts that they want. Um, Colorado went to the Big 12, like D said, for the money. Went to the Big 12 for the money. But again, that's just the tip of the iceberg. The Pac-12, I said, is, is in, in disarray. They're in crisis mode because now Arizona – and Arizona State had a uh, their boards of regions had a meeting on on Tuesday, um, and they made a pact that they're gonna go together wherever they decide to go. Either they're gonna stay in the in the Pac-12, or or they leave them. Go ahead, D. No, I thought I thought that was I thought that's the, the state legislature because because the, don't they have the the college in where most colleges have individual board of regents? Mm-hmm. Isn't Arizona one of those states where the state legislatures or the, or Arizona Arizona state have the same board of regents? It's something, uh, I mean, it's, something, it's like, something that. like that. Well, whoever it was, yeah, wh- whoever it was, they made the decision that they're gonna stick together, be it in the Pac-12, the Big 12, or whatever conference they decide to play in, they're gonna stick right. together. But at the end of the day, they decided they're gonna do what's best for the Arizona schools, right. um, and that means they're gonna go. <laughs> to whoever has the, the, the best financial package. 
And again, right now, doesn't look like it's going to be the Pac-12. So uh, Pac-12 is concerned about that. Today, um, Florida State, their border regions met. Outside, outside of Illinois and Ohio State, my favorite, my favorite team, FSU. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Florida, I'm a similar fan. Florida State met. Their border regions oh. met. Um, they are going through the ACC, their ACC contract. ACC has like a, I think it's a, it was a $30 million buyout, excuse me, but it was, um, uh, they have a rights, it was a rights clause. So they're going through the, the contract of the rights clause because I think the ACC has, has the rights to um, Florida State for however, however many years. They're trying to figure out a way for them to get out of that. And if they do, Florida State might be looking to change, change uh, conferences because, again, they want the money. Also today, the the one with the most money, that would be the Big Ten that has 14 schools. Um, they are, they make the, their commissioner make the comment that uh, conference um, expansion is inevitable. And they're also in the process of looking at other teams that might, they might invite to join uh, the Big Ten. Matter of fact, okay. they're talking about it right now. I'd love for the Big Ten to get Stanford. So right now, as much as everybody you know want to fuss about NIL, this, that, and the other, where's the where's the, the, the frustration with conferences trying to get more money? You mad you mad about the players getting money? Where's the where's the frustration with all these conferences teams changing uh conferences? Uh, to get more money, you know, you got again. They they fuss about the players going to different schools so they can get you know a, a hundred thousand dollars or whatever. But now these these teams are leaving conferences so they can go get eighty and ninety and a hundred million dollars. Where's well, the they gonna say? Uh, yeah, they gonna say, uh, "Oh, that's different." <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's that's different. <laughs> right, of course, of course. You know, the rich, the rich getting richer. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really. I guess maybe I'm a um, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, I can't think of the word. A short guy. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's short. <laughs> I know you ain't talking. I, I'm talking to you. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. No, you are. I'm no, you are you. not. Keep going. Okay, I'm so we got to get to have. We got to get together and have a a a a, 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 a off. measurement. <laughs> <laughs> right. Have a height off. Um, like but, a, like uh, a weigh-in, a boxing weigh-in, but <laughs> right, but measure yeah, height, right? Yeah, y'all, y'all won't have no right. draws on either though, but y'all y'all have like some jeans. Oh, no, my draws gonna be on. My draws gonna be on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> have some jeans on. <laughs> we, we ain't gonna have no car washes going on over here. Come on, go ahead, D. Yeah, you know, maybe we get tidy whities. Dude, dude's totally made me forget what I was about to say about realignment. I really did. It honestly, just completely flew out of my head. That's because we all old, man. That's we all. That's because we all old. I, t- I, I totally forgot what I was about to say. Uh, I don't know. We might have to come back. <laughs> totally yeah, you had to edit that out. <laughs> I wish I could edit that 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 uh that vision out of my mind too. Yeah, you don't want to throw it out there, man. But oh, but okay. I, I, I got it. I right. Now, I don't like the fact that they're breaking up all of these traditional rivalries. That's I'm a traditionalist. That's that's the word I'm looking for. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, that now you've gotten to the fact that you're not going to have Oklahoma, Texas anymore. You're not going to have, well, no, you can still have Oklahoma, Texas. You're not going to have the uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to have that anymore. Um, if, well, of course, that's probably part of the reason why Arizona said that they weren't going to move without Arizona State is because of that traditional rivalry. Um, and, and just think of now who's going to be left in, in the Pac-12. And I, I think that's the problem, essentially, with, with the Pac-12 getting a TV contract. So the only thing that they had on the table was from Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And Apple TV was only offering it in tiers, depending upon how many subscribers that the schools actually got. And that was supposed <laughs> to dictate the money. Of course, now, who has Apple TV? That would mean that they wouldn't be on... You wouldn't see them nationally televised. Mm-hmm. You would only be able to see it if you were an Apple T- TV subscriber. But this is the thing about this too, and this is something that I've learned living on living out here on the West Coast, is that it is very difficult to keep up with West Coast football. If you if you live on the East Coast, if you live in the Midwest, once once you cross the Mississippi River, it's hard to keep up with sports out here because I miss so many sporting events because things come on so much earlier here. You know, in order to watch college game day, I got to get up at six o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to watch college game day. And then by the time you get to the West Coast games, when they come on, well, the people in the East Coast are asleep. <laughs> so the only the only people that you have watching the Pac-12 are people who actually live out in those Pac-12 areas. And I think that that's the thing that Colorado figured out is that nobody's watching us but the people on the on the West Coast. If we get back in the Big 12, well, we're going to get back in that in that uh, Central and Eastern Central time zone, mm-hmm. and more people are going to be watching our games. Same thing with UCLA and uh, USC. Mm-hmm. Even though they have that traditional rivalry, even though they have that, that football tradition, the only people who were really watching those games were the people out on the West Coast because of that time difference. And I think that that's the thing that's really hurting the Pac-10, the Pac-12. Well, they might be the Pac-10. They might be the Pac-2 in a minute. <laughs> um, I think that that's Bravo. what's really hurting their ability to get to get television contracts is that that time zone. So the, the Big Ten, you talk about the Pac-2, the Big Ten is looking at uh, Washington, at Oregon, at Stanford. Yes, um, Stanford. Academically, we need Stanford. So those are those are the, the, the type of teams that they're looking for. Only thing about Oregon, you would love to get Oregon because Oregon has the ties with, with Nike and they're gonna always have money. Um and Washington is just always good. You know, mm-hmm. one way or another, Washington gonna be good. Um the only thing about Oregon is that Oregon has that, that relationship with Oregon State. They've been playing for Yeah. So, so I don't know if if they're gonna um, break them up. They may ha- they may make the same kind of pack that uh, that um, Arizona Arizona State did. Uh, so that's going to be a little difficult. But the pack the pack twelve or whatever they are 10, 12, 2, 4, 6, 8, whatever they are, um, they they are in, in definitely in trouble. <laughs> and I the, the the thing that you just brought out about that's just so funny to me, man. That the only offer that they're getting is from Apple TV, and Folks buy Hulu, folks buy Netflix, folks get Amazon. It ain't a whole lot of people getting Apple TV. Yeah, I got it so I can watch uh, Hijack with uh, Idris Elba, but you know. But that's it. <laughs> uh, we got it because it was free with the iPhone when Casey got it. 
But they stopped that, so now I don't have it. <laughs> oh yeah, and then they had a they had the Magic Johnson documentary. That's when I first. Saw it. <laughs> so, so uh, but yeah, they they're in trouble, man. They they're in trouble. But in the next, what's going to happen? I, we, I mentioned this earlier, uh, off the air. But what's going to happen is within the next five years, with all of this, these uh, conferences, um, getting all these different teams and and putting them in their conference, the NCAA is not going to be what it is. Uh, right now, so they're not going to. They're not have any leverage. So <laughs> they're going to have. They're talking about the issue with Jim Harbaugh not wanting to, uh, to cooperate. You gonna have that with everybody? Why? Why am I gonna cooperate with you? What you gonna do? You can't do nothing. You don't control anything. You don't own anything. You don't even own the basketball tournament. That's not even yours. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, they're, they're gonna they're gonna be um they're gonna have issues. Uh, speaking of issues. In college, in, uh, in college football, hmm. there's a gambling uh, crisis that's going on in Iowa and Iowa State, and this is different than the ones that we've been talking about, uh, like in the NFL, where you had players that were, um, you know, betting on their own sport. These kids, well, allegedly, let me put that out allegedly. there. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, were actually betting on their own team, which in Iowa is a felony. <laughs> so, and the quarterback was underage. His his uh, his mom and dad were he was he was they were the ones that were making sure because because in order to be able to bet in Iowa you have to be twenty one. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was yeah. doing it as a freshman and as a sophomore under. Now I don't know if he was falsely using his parents' information. But some kind of way, his parents are involved in this as well. Ooh, ooh. Well, whatever the case, um, the quarterback for Iowa State, what's his name? Decker? Uh, yeah. I think it was Decker. Decker. Hunter Decker. Hunter Decker. Hunter Decker. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in some trouble because uh, they got the, the, the Iowa, Iowa – um, Police are investigating them. The feds are investigating them. Um, when anytime you bet on your own team, there's a a, a, a real, <laughs> real good chance you can be um, point shaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. tricks again. And that's when you when you talking that man. Hey, fo- uh, folks don't play. Folks don't play because you know it's not fair to the other gamblers that actually mm-hmm. uh, bet on this thing. You know, you got right. this inside information. Um, you know. <laughs> got what, somewhat who, control. Who, who, who would know if you if you just happen to overthrow one player? You know, if, if I need if I need uh the over under on completed passes is twenty five, and you know we got this drive going and and I'm gonna uh overthrow my player so I can keep twenty four and get the under. You know, mm-hmm. who, who knows what could happen? You know, you, he, he may he may not have done anything wrong as far as the game is concerned, but the fact that you bet on your own team. And please don't let it come out that you bet on them to lose. Mm. So you know. So so uh, here from uh, this is from the New York Post. It says uh, Hunter Deckers didn't act alone in his alleged gambling scheme. The Iowa State quarterback, who was facing criminal charges after he was accused Tuesday of betting on Cyclone sports teams, allegedly used his parents as a third party to conceal his mm. online gambling identity. Mm-hmm. 
The scheme allegedly made it appear as if Scott and Jamie Deckers were placing the online bets instead of their son. Mm. Mm. And the thing is, <laughs> dirty. <laughs> just, just like with the, just like with the NFL, they know where the bets were made, right? Uh, what's the parent's name? Uh, oh, you, I just got rid of it. Hold on. Um, Scott, Scott and Jamie. Scott and Jamie Deckers. Okay, so they know that Scott and Jamie were not at the practice facility <laughs> mm. on those particular days. They know that. So. Who else could it be? It got to be uh, the sun. Right. So, um, and that's the part that, you know, these folks that, that they just refuse to understand that, you know, you, these, these phones here, these are, 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 are the death to us all. It tells everybody where you are, your exact location. You always have them with you. Mm -hmm. uh, they talk about big brother. This phone is your big brother, man. <laughs> it's, it's your big brother. It, it gives everybody all your information. And for these these players, it tells them exactly where you are, when these bets were made, the mm -hmm. IP address. It tells them everything, and they get it in the, in an instant. Oh, they give they're giving everybody these spreadsheets. And this is this actually came. I would think it came out well about four or five months ago, but this right. is this is the first time that actually, you know, came out with the details. They just said there was a a situation at Iowa and Iowa State. Now we know that uh you know. They were gambling on, on on their own teams, so that's just uh, uh, a horrible thing to, to to deal with, a horrible thing to go through. But at the end of the day, you brought all this on yourself. Yeah. And the fact, the fact that you use your parents' thing, you know you you knew it wasn't right. But you used your parents' thing, so you can't say oh it was a mistake. You knew this wasn't right. Right. Go ahead, D. And just like with the hazing. This is also going to have widespread implications. We've already seen it happening in the NFL. And mm -hmm. let's not let's not be naive to believe that this is only happening at Iowa at and Iowa. Iowa State. Mm -hmm. Hopefully this is a, a, a warning to all the other folks. But, you know, it's always going to be those people out there say, oh, they ain't going to catch me. Mm -hmm. They'll never you know, catch it's me. Always, it's always going to be that. But this is going to have widespread implications as well. This is not the end of this. We're going to hear more and more of these stories start to come out at these different colleges and, and so on and so forth with these kids and, and gambling. We it, it's, it's just going to happen. The, the, the fact that the different sports leagues and colleges are now in bed with the, with the gambling industry is just going to make it make it even worse for Stick the actual here. student athlete, athletes and the players in the different leagues, because now it's it's in your face every day. All mm -hmm. over the place. They got the on, on some of them. They got the 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 symbols in the jersey, the logos on their jersey. Yeah, they you know, yeah. They're advertising <laughs> all of this. So you got, you have no choice. Well, you know, what? let me let me just go on and and, and see yeah. what, it's, what it's like. You know, the forbidden uh, fruit. The forbidden fruit is all around you, exactly. <laughs> even on your shirt. Exactly. And <laughs> temptation kills everybody. Temptation kills everybody. So um, the fact that you uh oh so um another player. I'm sorry. Is <laughs> in another player um, has filed suit on the Northwestern hazing thing uh, from 2005, mm. 2005, 2008. Again, I got an issue with that, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, but uh, you know, it's a lot of a lot of stuff going on. 
with college sports, <laughs> we got the hazy thing, and now we got the gambling thing. Um, but let's get Stay to the NFL. Stay tuned. Let's get to the NFL. You're right, D, because it's, it, it's just the beginning, man. It's just the beginning. Um, for those of you to continue to watch our podcast, we'll be talking about every every instance that come out, just to let you know. Um, other thing, this is like uh, one of the best times of the season, and that's because now the lull is about to be over. You know, we always had a lull after basketball until football season. We got like 33 days until the kickoff of actual NFL football. Everybody should be clapping about that. Um, <laughs> but in order to get to that, <laughs> in order to get to that first game, we had to get to the training camps. And training camps began this past week. Um, a lot of teams uh, welcome new players, and then there are some teams that are missing some players. Don't holler at me about some, uh, but the players that's, that's missing. What you mean, Dallas Cowboy fan? Tell us about your player that's missing. Yeah, you got the main one. Oh, thought, look at here. Uh, look, I told y'all about. I, I told y'all about him. Um, I don't. I don't have a problem with him missing camp. Um, dang. Um, I'm going brain dead. Uh, <laughs> Zach Martin. I don't have a problem with Zach missing missing training camp. None at all. He's trying to get his money. He the money is well deserved. He, you know, Jerry Jones, you better bust out that checkbook and pay this man. I don't have a problem with one percent. Um, however, bro, listen, <laughs> and Swagoo was on, on ESPN the other day, and he said the exact same thing I said a couple of weeks ago. And that's Jerry, you better get this done. You gotta get this done. If Zach is Zach Martin is probably the most important player that we have on this team. And that includes um, Zach, uh, I mean, Dak Prescott. That includes um, uh, my, my quarterback, whose name is Gaming. Y'all know my, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible with names. Um, everybody. Zach Martin is the most important because he controls that offensive line. He's the one that makes all the calls. And he is by far one of the best offensive guards to ever play the position. So you got to pay this man because right now he's like 10th or 15th in, in uh, pay scale. So Zach, he's doing the right thing by sitting out. But, bro, come game time, you better have your ass out there play, getting ready to play. Because if you don't, I'm coming down to Dallas. I'm finding you, and I'm going to hit you in the kneecap like uh, Monica uh, – uh, what's her name? <laughs> Monica, not Monica Lewinsky. What's her name? Oh, uh, y'all know uh, uh, Tanya Hardy. Like Tanya Hardy. <laughs> from Monica Lewinsky to Tanya Hardy. I, I, I hope you don't do them like Monica Lewinsky. Uh, anybody, anybody, do, anybody doing the Monica Lewinsky? <laughs> we ain't doing the Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> Monica, Monica Lewinsky, then he said, oh, Tanya Harding. Brother, two totally, their names ain't even close to <laughs> Hey, hey. I'm crying. Where's my towel? <laughs> Man, but I'm busting the kneecaps. He said, but do them like Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> um, y'all, y'all are just dirty, man. And I'm thinking, I hope you don't do them like Monica Lewinsky. Y'all are just dirty. 
Uh, you know what I was talking about. But anyway, um, Zach has to be Zach. Uh, but I, I really need him in camp like soon because the theme of the of today's show is chemistry. With him not being there, it's messing up the chemistry of the offensive line. And right now, we have a new play caller. Um, calling them, uh, calling the plays, and here comes calling the plays right now. Um, Zach, I'm Zach. Dak is uh, coming off 15 interceptions from last year, so the continuity has to be better with this team. So you really need him, have, really need him now in order to gain that continuity. Um, but you got to pay him. You got to pay him. I, I, I can't fault him for not being there because he needs to be paid. You you have to pay this man. Um, but tell me about some other people. We'll, we'll talk about the Cowboys later. Yeah. Dory. Well, no, I think I think that the running backs, uh, the running back issue again comes up. I, I found it interesting that um, Josh Jacobs is not in camp, um, but Saquon Barkley showed up. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we still got you know the holdouts. You know we got Chris Jones. You know from the Kansas City Chiefs that's still holding out. Quentin Williams um, that's holding out with the Jets. But I, I really think that as far as the high-profile names are concerned, we it, it's really just Zach Martin um, and the running backs. The fact that Dalvin Cook is still looking for a spot, um, even though he showed up to Jets camp or whatever, but Dalvin Cook is still looking for a spot. Uh, Josh Jacobs is holding out. And uh, are, are they really – is can you really consider Josh Jacobs a holdout? Is he just not under contract? He's not under contract. He doesn't have a contract. He just hasn't come in to sign the franchise tag. So mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that Saquon showed up to sign the franchise tag uh, and he's going to go ahead and play. But Josh Jacobs is, is still holding out. I wonder how that situation is, is going to kind of play out. But that's all well, I can really think about right now is really the, these running backs that are the issue. I, I think the, the issue with Josh is, you know, he's trying to make a point that y'all need me. He's going to be there when the season starts because he's not going to at the end of the day. It doesn't do you good any good. It doesn't do your team any good for you to miss that money. Right. Um, so he's gonna be there, but he's not gonna be in training camp. He has to show you uh <laughs> by his absence that he's not first off, he's not happy, and second, that you actually need him. Um now one of the things that he needs to he probably also wants to negotiate is I'll come back, I'll sign this franchise tag, but I don't want you to you no, know, we're gonna make an agreement that you're not gonna franchise me again next year and let me go ahead and get on the, the, the open market. Because that's a that's the, the 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 big thing, especially with with him and um with Saquon. Had they been on the open market, they may have gotten you know a nice contract because then you had other teams trying to compete to to sign you. Mm-hmm. Although I can't I can't say that with one hundred percent certainty because Dalvin Cook is like as good if not better than both of them, yeah. and he's still on the sideline. Um, like you said, D, he was at at Jeff's camp this past weekend. And everybody in their mama said he go the Jets gonna sign him. Well, what happened? Here it is Wednesday, and they still ain't signed him. He's you know he's going. Uh, matter of fact, he said just yesterday that Miami was was a dream situation. Yep. So which he means going that, down. Which means that you know he's trying he's trying to 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 get some people uh to 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 bid bid for him. So you got two people. You well, got two teams bidding against each other. You gonna get a contract. I heard that that Miami actually offered him something. Oh, they did. Well, well, from from what I heard on the radio, that they actually where he was saying that Miami actually came out, or somebody came out and said that they actually offered him something. It just wasn't what he wanted. They offered him like four million. 
Okay. I okay. Mean, I mean, okay, okay, man. I mean, four million. That ain't nothing to sneeze at, as far as I'm concerned. But I can <laughs> for him, I yeah. understand. You know where they're coming from. Why? Why you wouldn't want four million when the franchise tag is ten is ten and a half million, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and um, plus he was about to, he was supposed to make twelve this year. Right. Right. <laughs> so. So that's what I heard. That's why I heard that he went to Jets camp was it was this idea of, OK, I'm going to go to camp here. I'm going to go up to the camp. I'm going to meet some folks. I'm going to you know kiss some babies. I'm a politic. And then hopefully Miami will come back with some more money. That's mm-hmm. that's that was the report that I was hearing that Miami did actually make him an offer. It just wasn't what he wanted. And that's why he showed up at, at Jets camp. I got you. I got you. And, that, and that's bad that you, that you got there, got to go up there and kiss babies to, to to uh, get a contract, knowing right. that, and everybody, everybody in the league knows that you're yeah, one of the proven. top five running backs mm-hmm. in the league. They know that. They just, for whatever reason, they just don't want to pay. And I, I still would, I still will never understand that because there is not a, even all of these folks, you know, and I've heard people try to justify why running backs aren't aren't getting paid this much. I think, uh, even though I love him, I think my man RC actually tried to talk about why running backs weren't getting paid and that kind of thing. But I have not heard yet heard a coach say that all they're going to do is come out and throw the ball. Impassable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All say, we have to establish the running game first. Mm-hmm. And then we establish the running game. And then off of the running game, we get the play action. And then we are able to establish the passing game based off of our success in the running game. And it's so always now, been that way always been that way it's it's still that way i mean mm-hmm. your team rodney what did mike mccarthy say he wanted to do even run though he ball. was going to be the player call he wanted to run the mm-hmm. ball they all when you get down to the end of the game and you want the clock to keep running what do you do you run the ball so why are they trying to act like running backs aren't valuable mm-hmm. is is I, I find very interesting i mean yeah of course you know y- y- there has to be somebody at the bottom of the totem pole but mm-hmm. I don't see why it has to be the running backs the way that they're doing this yeah. because there's not a team that's ever been around that doesn't find their running backs valuable. Yeah, they feel like they can do this by committee or whatever, but to, to act like the running back is not a value position, I think is very disingenuous. And then mm-hmm. we're talking about some of the best running backs. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. acting like they aren't valuable. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you ask the running back to, to run between the tackles. Right to run up into them big three hundred pound linemen, you ask them to run to the outside to to uh to run against uh six foot four two hundred and forty five pound linebackers uh and then you ask them to block <laughs> when they're blitzing right and catch you want them to catch the ball you want them to catch the ball too you want them to be yeah. yeah. so you ask them to do you ask them to do like five different things. But then you don't want to pay them for for doing the one, least. Uh, half of uh, one one thing that they do. So, right. yeah, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, it's one of those things you, you you feel for them, but there's really nothing that they can do. <laughs> you know, there's there's really nothing they can do. That for whatever reason, the NFL is colluding against the running backs. Yeah. and I won't understand it. Um, and it it makes no sense, but that's what they're doing. Uh, you even had you even had um. Uh, the the coach owner uh, weighing in because he doesn't want to pay his running back. Man, go ahead, D. <laughs> with Jim Ursay, I know it. I know it. I know this is might be old, and he might be. Maybe he's changed his life around. 
But all I keep thinking about every time Jim Ursay starts talking is I think about Mr. McDowell. Son, if you want to continue to work here, stay off the drugs. <laughs> that's every time Jim Ursay opens his mouth. That's the first thing. I'm sorry, but that's the first thing I think about is that he's been somewhere getting him some sips in because that's how he sounds. And he sounds crazy that, that that for him to come out and say that. And this this will actually segue into something else. Right. For him to actually come out and make those comments made no sense to me. They were nonsensical comments, and then they were really something that he really could have kept to himself. Because mm -hmm. now all you've done is is you've now angered the running back. And, and then this is the thing about Jonathan Taylor. When dudes, as you talked about, you know, you we talking about some of the best running backs, not just running backs in general. Jonathan Taylor was in what what did he come in in the MVP voting? Like second or third, something like that. So how are you going to now try to talk about, oh, well, if he's out of the league, nobody's going to remember him anymore. Dude, this cat was <laughs> almost won the MVP. Mm -hmm. but hold, hold, hold up, D. And he's, they, they kind of talk about, you know, uh, the running backs, are, uh, uh, they run him into the ground. They over the, he only 24. He's 24 years old. <laughs> he, he ain't even made it to his prime yet. Right. So. <laughs> Man, so uh, and the fact that he came in as a second round draft pick next year is the, the end of his contract, but he's gonna have the same issues. They're gonna tag him, they're not gonna pay him, he's gonna be fight, fighting for his uh, you no, know, trying to get a long term contract, and it's just not gonna happen, right? So, and, uh, uh, that's the bad state of affairs in the NFL, um, but we still love it. <laughs> Yeah, and we still we still we still gonna watch it. Just gives we gonna watch it. We gonna watch. Just give us some of the fuss about. It. Matter of fact, the first game is tomorrow. Uh, the Hall of Fame game is tomorrow. Right. Tomorrow night. Yep. Uh, uh, who is it? Jets or somebody? I don't know who, who you playing. Uh, um, let's see. Um, the Jets will play. Uh, let's see scores. The Jets will play Cleveland. The Jets okay. will play Cleveland tomorrow. Tomorrow night. So, Cleveland, <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> Y'all know how I feel about the Browns. I just can't say it on the air. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, uh. Don't say it. Let's just say, as we used to say, peace, one finger down. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, uh. All right, but, other NFL news. Oh, speaking, ahead, of people, speaking of people and stupid comments. Mm. <laughs> let's, go to, let's go to Sean Payton and then we'll, that will actually somebody else who came out with a, a stupid comment after Sean Payton we'll be able to segue into him too mm. okay <laughs> Sean Payton uh -huh. talked about the Denver Broncos coaching staff from last year how it was a horrible coaching job so the worst coaching job ever he dogged them all NFL history. Worst coaching job in NFL history. Yeah, Go ahead. worst coaching job in NFL history. Sometimes you need to just shut up. This is one of those times, hmm. right? Um, there was no reason for him to say that. Again, nobody necessarily said that what he was saying wasn't true. I haven't heard exactly. anybody who has criticized Sean Payton say that what he said wasn't true. Mm -hmm. But what they said is, is that as an NFL coach, 
you shouldn't criticize the outgoing administration like that. So basically he kind of like presidents do, right? They never mm-hmm. criticize the outgoing president. You know, George W. always talked about well, how he never criticized. Well, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He came in and broke the mold. <laughs> but prior to that, they all talked about how they would never come in and criticize the previous administration. They tried to get George W. Bush to do it. He would not mm-hmm. do it. I saw him on Hannity, on Sean Hannity's show, who was trying to get him to do it, and he refused to do it. This is the same thing in the NFL, right? But now, all of a sudden, here comes Sean Payton. Now, my thing about this is not necessarily the comments in themselves. It's the fact that everybody criticized the comments, but now they will not let it go. Everybody keeps saying he shouldn't have said this. He should have just let, but nobody will let it die. And that's <laughs> that's one of the things that I hate about the media mm-hmm. is y'all criticize him for saying it. But now all y'all want to do is continue to talk about it. Keep running with it. Yeah, keep running with it. You know, they, they, they'll they sit up and talk about how the NFL is bland. Oh, well, you know, the coaches never say anything. They never say anything. They never give us anything. But then when they do give you something, then you criticize it. I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, the, the hypocrisy of it all. So um, uh, I, the thing is, I understand what he was trying to say. It's one of those things where uh, – you have a point that you want to put out there, but when you actually speak the words, you speak the wrong words. So I understand what he was saying. Basically, what he was trying to do was let his team know that you're much better. You're, this is a much better team than people think. That that you um, the stuff that happened last year was an aberration. We go, we've changed. We we've addressed some things. We've changed some things, and you're going to be a much better team than you were last year. So. I just said that it all been good, but to attack the other coach, yeah, that, that took it a little far. But the thing about it, the um, that that twenty four hour news cycle, you know, uh, especially right now where there's really not a whole lot of sports mm-hmm. stuff right. going on, you know, when you get something, you got to run with it, and they right. kept running with it, and they kept running with it, and they kept running with it, to where now everybody got to respond. So first you talk to no, you you come with uh, Sean Payton said it. Then then um, uh, you got Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had to come out and defend his coach. Uh, and then you know the 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 <laughs> the now infamous keep my coach's mouth out of your uh, name out of your mouth. Right? <laughs> so keep my uh, coach's mouth out of what? <laughs> Shut up, dude. Shut up, dude. No. Uh, this is not, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> we get spicy on we get spicy on this stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all, y'all wrong, man. Y'all wrong. Anyway, uh, so you gotta get Aaron Rodgers' take on it. So then after Aaron Rodgers say say something, then you gotta go back to um to Peyton and say, Hey, look, this is what Aaron Rodgers said. So Peyton gives his quote unquote apology but never apologizing um statement. So then you got to take his his quote unquote apology, but then never apologize to um uh, uh what's the coach's name? Nathaniel Hackett. The Hackett. You got to take take his statement to Hackett and say, hey, this is what he said, but he never really apologized to you. So then Hackett say, uh, you know, you don't say that about coaches, and you know, blah 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 blah. So that all this back and forth, but 
there's nothing else going on. So what else they gonna do? You know, we got you gotta have something for these sports uh, talk shows to talk about, and that's what they're using. And every one of them, that's all they talked about. Yes. It's either that or or now is you no know, who's your who's your top five? No, what's your starting lineup? And I'm I'm tired of that too. Everybody coming out with their starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about that. So, but um, with Peyton, like I said, it was a stupid comment. And he never should have said that. It, it, at the end of the day, he's a part of a fraternity, right? He's in, in the coaching fraternity. And you don't go against your, your fraternity brothers, right? You can just say, yeah, they struggled last year, but we, we got some stuff in, in place now. We hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll do a whole lot, we'll, uh, the team will do a whole lot better. But you don't go out and, and dog the, the, the folks from the previous line. You just don't. Yeah. So, speaking of Rodgers, Man, <laughs> Rogers did. Uh, uh, do you knock it off? Our, our boy A.A. Ron um, did the the biggest troll job ever to his, his previous team. Um, Aaron took uh, he the contract that he had. Uh, he makes one million dollars this year, but next year he's gonna make like a hundred and five million dollars. On a one-year contract, so um, uh, the the Packers were never going to be able to do that. That's the reason why they traded him because Rodgers wasn't going to change their contract. So they traded to the Jets, and what does he do? He negotiates a new contract. But not only does he negotiate a new contract, he does some Mbappe stuff and leaves thirty-five million dollars on the table. So, <laughs> first of all, I get so tired of these culture vultures. That whole keep my coach's name out your mouth. Stop. <laughs> so, so now you want to quote Will Smith or whatever. Uh-huh. That's all he was trying to do. Dude, stop acting tough. Everybody's tough on the internet, though, bro. Everybody's tough on the internet. No, I'm just saying. Secondly, with this whole contract thing, I, th- I think it was definitely a, a piece OFD to Green mm-hmm. Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I think what it also shows uh, on a serious tip, I think what it also shows is that he's planning to be in New York more than just this season. Mm-hmm. Um, because the idea was okay. Well, if I if I give up this money again, now we we it, it's it's a little bit different from Mbappe. He he left thirty five <laughs> million. Mbappe left seven hundred seventy six million. Seven hundred seventy six. Um, but I think it was the idea that okay, I'm going to be here longer than this year. So here, let me let me leave some money so y'all can get some more players to come in here so that we can try to put together something and win something. Yeah. We're we're good this year. Hopefully, we can be good this year. Um, but we can be better in the future. So I think that this is really saying, you know, by him signing this new contract, that hey, uh, I'm I'm willing to do whatever is necessary to get us some better players so that we can continue to get better. Because I'm going to be here for uh, for more than just this year. Because I think they were very afraid that he was only going to be there for that this one year. But I think this shows that he's going to stick around. So being serious about it, um, I, I think that the 
it shows that 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 Rogers really wants to get that that ring. He understands one one thing that, that one thing that you can't you can't say uh, about Rogers is that he doesn't understand about legacy, and he knows that for him to be considered one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, he's gonna need more than one championship. Um, uh, what's the boy? Um, uh, wow, uh, Mahomie. Mahomie has two. Right, mm-hmm. and they're they're talking about he's he's already one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Right, so and he's, for, oh, he's only been playing what six years? Six yeah. years. So for Rodgers, who's been there what eighteen years or whatever, for him to only have one championship and however many years he's been there, it, even though he has all the stats and by skill level, most people will put him in the top five quarterbacks ever. I but will. he don't have a hardware. He didn't have a hardware though. So, and what differentiates the the greatest of the greats from the the great ones is championships. Uh, unfortunately, you 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 have to use that as a as a barometer. Um, same thing with basketball. What what to me what separates Jordan from uh, everybody else is the fact that Jordan got he's the great greatest player that I've ever seen. Plus, he got six championships, and he's six and six, and six, and six MVPs when he won them championships. You know? right. So, so those are the things that that put, like, as I said, there's a, there's the Hall of Fame, and then there's the upper room of the Hall of Fame, right? Mm-hmm. So for for Rogers to get to that upper room, he needs to have more than one one uh, Super Bowl uh, title, and I think that's by him leaving that money, he's allowing his team to continue to build around him. That's why I thought they were going to go ahead and sign uh, Dallin Cook this past weekend because they mm-hmm. had the money to sign him, but they didn't. That's a different story. Um, they could have given him eight million dollars, and he would have taken it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, but Rogers gave them the ability, gave them the flexibility to go ahead and add more players, or to give those contract extensions to some other players, and not have to worry about him having this super high contract. Now, mind you, he's still making thirty-five million dollars a year. He gave up thirty-five, yes, but he's still making thirty-five guaranteed for the next two years. So I don't mm-hmm. don't think that he you know he gave up the bag and he you know he still have a bag the brother the brother got money yeah. so uh you know even though as 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 much as I don't like Aaron Rodgers because mm-hmm. he he did beat my boys but that's okay that's okay oh, you don't like a lot of people then <laughs> yeah pretty much there's a whole lot of quarterbacks out there I don't like you should a whole lot of quarterbacks out. I don't like why you still like that because he's a cowboy now once he once he no longer a cowboy. He gonna be on my list. He gonna be high on my list. <laughs> Just like Tony Romo. Once Tony Romo was gone, he high on the list. And you know, it's funny when you talk about the idea of rings because I, you know, we've talked about you know whether rings make a great player or or so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I find it interesting because this is an argument that I that I made a few years ago when people will always say that uh, Aaron Rodgers was the greatest quarterback that they'd ever seen. And I would, I would, I remember you and I, Rodney, had this conversation before. And I was saying, uh, you know, everybody want to compare him, you know, say he the greatest. I said, but he got just as many Super Bowl rings as Russell Wilson. They both been to the same number of Super Bowls. They both mm-hmm. won one, they both lost one. At the time, this might have changed. I think uh, Russell Wilson had a better quarterback rating and, you know, all kinds of other stuff over the career. Oh, I lost. Okay, there you go. Okay, had a had a better quarterback rating. Something it was something or completion percentage or something, and I was comparing. Them. And then you and I 
went to Lambeau Field <laughs> to see Green Bay play. And I was sitting there, and they 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 beat my beloved Bengals. It was a good game, actually. And it was a great I, game. It was a great I, game. I got to give a shout out to the Green Bay fans. They weren't mean like the Raider fans were with, with me and my dad. <laughs> Went to, went to the Bengals Raiders game out here a uh, long time ago. RIP, shout out to my dad, of course. Um, and But really, I got to give a shout out to Green Bay. That That's the best game atmosphere. I've been to a lot of games in a lot of places. Green Bay was the best game atmosphere that I've ever been around. Better than Kansas City that I've been to a number of times. That atmosphere, me and Rodney had a great time. In Green them, Bay. Those, those bitches were horrible. And they, were hard, and they were hard. They were terrible. But the game itself, uh, the atmosphere was great. And let me just say that after that, I had to say, yeah, he he's all that. That dude is a monster, man. On the field, I, I can't I can't explain how good he is. And I see why people say from a skill point of view that he's mm-hmm. the greatest they've ever seen. I've never seen a cat on the run throw pinpoint passes the way he was throwing pinpoint passes. It, it, it was just crazy how you never in that time, because the Bengals were winning that game. They were but, winning. But they nobody, had the game won. Nobody in that stadium felt like they were going to lose that game because they had Aaron Rodgers. And he Number showed eight. up and showed out. And I couldn't do nothing but say, hey, man. This, this dude is is all that in a bag of snacks. I was like, man, he, he tip your hat to him. <laughs> man, you had to. You got to. He he is everything that is advertised on the field. But I agree with but I say that to say, Rod, I completely agree with you that if he wants to be considered what they say he is, mm-hmm. he he's gotta win more. I, and I really, to be honest with you, I think he's gotta win more than just one more. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't think two would. I don't think two would do it because think about who else has two, and who has more than that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if he wants to be, really be considered on that that Brady level, he, which is he, where he wants to be, which is where, that's he, where wants he wants to be. be. And I'm not saying he's got to win six because he's not. That's not going to happen. He's not going to stick around that long. But mm-hmm. he's got to. He's got to have at least three Super Bowls under his belt. He's got to have at least three rings because. Even with two, he's My still under Montana. He's still under Terry Bradshaw. He's still under. He's still tied with with Peyton Manning. No, mm-hmm. Peyton got three, don't he? No, nah, Peyton got two. You know, he won one in yeah, one yeah. in Indian, one yeah, in that year. Yeah, so he's still there with Peyton Manning. He's still there with Eli Manning, even at two. So mm-hmm. he's got to win three to get into that. Right, upper, upper. got three. Try Aikman got three. Oh my god! <laughs> quiet. Be quiet. Shut up. You gonna mute me? You gonna mute me? Come on, y'all, y'all, y'all know, y'all know. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, he 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 has to he has to uh to submit that that legacy. He he has to have more than that one that one championship. Um, you know, I would push, I would elevate him with two, but DC. Do they say three is necessary? And I won't argue that either. Um, uh, but on to our, we get, now we get into our basketball conversations. We, we've been waiting for a long time. Well, we have waiting, waiting have a long time. Can I or I get well, real quick before we get to basketball, let, let's oh, just because yeah. I just wanted to mention this real quickly. Um, is that the you know, make sure you're watching the women's world cup. 
Um, the U.S. Women's National Team made it to the knockout round. Um, I Damn, hate the fact, man. I, I hate the fact that people have been kind of dogging them, talking about they played yeah. uninspired, they weren't playing well. It's amazing how people think that just because you're the favorite that you're supposed to blow everybody out and nobody's supposed to get close to you. Mm -hmm. But uh, they made it to the knockout round. Um, they are still the favorites to win the World Cup. Um, so if the games aren't coming on at four o'clock in the morning, um, if you get a chance, uh, watch the Women's World Cup um, because I do think that the that the U.S. women are going to be able to to, to pull it out. They are they are really that good. But when Go you're that three. Good, Go for the three, when you're that good, the target is on you and everybody is coming at you. So I think that that was kind of the issue. Plus they're kind of young too, um, mm. but. They made it to the knockout round, and that's what's important at this particular point in time. So, so the the, the thing about it again, that's the, that's a great point. This team is different from the last World Cup team. They're they're a lot younger. Um, so a lot of the the, the players they have right now, they haven't been through this. So right. it's gonna take a little. It take a little time for them to get get themselves going. Um, and when you are the favorite, uh, you have to you have to make sure that. You give everything every game because the other team is. They know that you're supposed to you're supposed to win, so they're going to give everything that they have. And when you don't, uh, you still I mean they still have the talent to go ahead and win. Um, however, when you don't uh, perform like people think you perform, you're right, D. They the people fans will turn on you in a minute. <laughs> right. they'll, they'll turn on you in a hot second. Right. So, uh, so shout out to them. Um, but who the fans are not turning on is the Vegas Aces because they are now, what is it, 24 and 2? 24 and 2. 24 and 2. They've already clinched the playoff spot. Yeah. So, um, but it's going to be real. The, the I think two of the next 10 games they play against the New York Liberty. Um, so that's going to be real interesting. Yeah. The, the Liberty may be one of the, the biggest competitors to them. Um, someone that might be a roadblock for them uh, when it comes comes to uh, winning back-to-back -back championships. Uh, but the Aces are rolling, man. They are rolling. And and the thing about it, too, is that, um, you know, now I, I find it very interesting um, that people, that now the idea of the super team has now become cliche, right? Mm -hmm. And even though they vilified it in the NBA, they are um, uh, really kind of uh, using it um, in the in the yeah, WNBA uh, in terms of talking about oh the super teams. You know they they consider the Aces a super team, right? Because they mm -hmm. got Candace Parker and Chelsea Green and, and Plum and Asia Wilson, mm -hmm. and they consider they're considering the Liberty to be um, also be a super team because they've got. Uh, Ionescu and they, and they've got uh Brianna Stewart and uh Vandersloot that that came from uh, mm -hmm. Chicago who won the championship last year, right? But but one thing I notice about the WNBA is that the WNBA is really extremely top heavy. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the number one team right now in the WNBA are the Aces at 24 and 2. The number 2 team is the Liberty at 20 and 6. The number 3 team is the Sun at 19 and 7, right? After those three teams, there's nobody that has over 14 wins <laughs> in, in the WNBA. Um, the winning percentage, uh, basically all the other teams are either at or below 500 in the WNBA. 
So so I wonder if they're going to, you know, um, criticize these super teams the way that mm-hmm. they criticize them in the, in the NBA. Right. Uh, and, and talking about, you know, these big threes and, and so on and so forth, because it is really, to me, having a major effect in the WNBA, much more of an effect than it had in, in the NBA. Because if you're looking at these teams and you see how top heavy the WNBA is, the two teams that they refer to as being the super teams are the two best teams and they have the best records by far mm-hmm. over everyone else. So let's see what the WNBA does about this whole idea of, of super teams uh, in the future. Cause again, I think it's affecting big time affecting the in, in the mm-hmm. WNBA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another thing that's happening in WNBA, uh, I just saw this, I just want to throw it out here, is uh, Brittany Griner. Uh, Brittany Griner has taken uh, a leave from her team uh, to focus on, on her mental health, which to me, I would have preferred her not to play this year uh, because basically, you know, a couple weeks after she got back, you know, from being in a Russian prison, uh, she's right back at in camp playing basketball. She hasn't had time to 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 get her mental self together. Man, that's rough. She's in prison, <laughs> not yeah, knowing, right. not knowing <laughs> if she was ever gonna see anybody back on this side of the water again. You know, so for uh, and then you know everybody's oh, put it right back out there, put it right back out there. You know, sometimes you know, uh, especially. Uh, uh, as black folks, we don't like to get help for our issues. We don't, we don't, we need help, man. You gotta, she needs some help yeah. to, because what she, no one can relate to what she's going through, uh, amongst her peers. So, who's gonna help her? Who's gonna talk her through, through all the stuff, all the feelings that she has? And then the average just go out there and start playing basketball, and you can see. <laughs> You can see that she really wasn't into playing basketball. She did it because she can do it, but right. she didn't have the, the, the same type of drive that she had prior to the situation. So right. I'm actually, you know, I, well, I'm going to say I'm glad, um, but I'm thankful that she's actually getting some help, the, the needed help uh, at this particular time. And, you know, take as much time as you need. Basketball going to be there next year if, if that's what you so choose to do. Um, you know, but get your get your your, your mind right, man. Because if you don't have your mind right, man, hey, you we want you to live, you know, a, a nice life outside mm-hmm. of basketball, right? You know, that's 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 what we want. You know, yes, you're a great basketball player, and we love play, watching you play, but that's not all you are, <laughs> you know. Right. So, um, we want to give you know um, all of our support to Brittany. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, some things Brittany, are, some things are more important than sports. Yeah. It, it, yeah. As much as we love sports, mm-hmm. there, are, there are some things that are more important, and this is one of them. Right. This is one of them. So however, right. however long it takes you. Uh, so <laughs> speaking from uh, a person who's lost a family member and these lost a, a, a close personal friend from having some 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 mental issues, some uh, some things going on in their lives that they didn't want to talk about. We would have loved to have been there for them, but we weren't able to do that. So speaking of someone that has gone through that, look, whatever if you need whatever you need to give us a call. <laughs> we'll we'll come help you, whatever. Whatever you need, you know, 
that's what you that's what you need. Whoever you need to call, get all the help that you need. Because mm-hmm. again, you're way more important to this world than just a basketball player. So exactly. that's just my that's my little soapbox for the for the day. <laughs> I, I get off of that one. I get so, off totally, of that one. Totally, totally agree with you, brother. Totally, totally agree with you. I, I, I get off of that one. Um, but what we are going to talk about more basketball, and this is this is like one of the uh, <laughs> most exciting uh, basketball competitions that we have out there, other than of course the NBA. Um, but it's the TBT, and to those who know, it's the basketball tournament. Although we have the TBT. When there's another basketball tournament, <laughs> right? Another bat, right? So, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But the TBT, um, the team, the basketball tournament is a tournament where um, teams compete. Uh, it's like sixty-four teams that compete to win. Uh, it's a it's a winner take all for a million dollars, um, and. Right now they're in the in the semifinals, and while we were we were recording this this podcast, um, who was it? It was uh, the Green Machine. Oh, what is it? What is it? Hold on. Bleed, Bleed Green beat uh, Friday on the, on the, the Elam ending. Oh, the, I love the Elam ending. Did you see it? D, I saw it. That's why I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> Tell the people what the Elam ending is, D. I don't know. I can't explain it. So you go ahead. All right, let me. I explain. It. <laughs> The Elam ending, what it is, so the teams play uh, a normal basketball game, you play four quarters, right? Um, but with the Elam ending, what they do is uh, you play three quarters in the first four minutes of the, because their quarters are like eight minutes. Uh, but you play three quarters and then the first four minutes of the fourth quarter. At the four minute mark, who's ever winning, they take that score, they add eight to it, and that's the target score. So each team has to get that target score in order to win. For example, let's say the score is 60 to 62. So 62 is the highest score. So they'll add eight points to that, which makes 70. So now both teams, whoever gets to 71st is the team that wins. Today's game, and that game that Dean was talking about, the target score was 68. And Bleed Green was down. Uh, It was 66 to 65 or something like that. Um, and hit a three to score 68 and won the game. And now they're in the finals. So right. they have the opportunity to go against, uh, who's the other team that won? Heartfire. Uh, Heartfire. Heartfire. So, uh, well, Bleed you Green. Know, you know who the coach of Heartfire is, don't you? Who's the coach? Who's that? Lafonso. Fonz is the coach. Lafonso Ellis. Yeah, he's oh, the coach it? of Heartfire. Yeah. Oh, shout out to the boogie. Yeah. <laughs> More more people from the boogie, so that that means we rooting for Heart Fire. Because of, Ellis is the head coach. Although not, at first not, I was rooting for the nasty. Of course, now I'm gonna have to root for him. Now I'm gonna have to root for him. Um, but the TBT is again, it's a very uh, it's different the, than what we're used to seeing because of the Elam ending. But that Elam ending is, is so just it cuts out all the fouling that happens at the end. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, Especially in the close game. Uh, but uh, what do you, you get um, one shot on a free throw at the end of the game or something like that? No, you get, like you that. Get, you get, the, the game has to end on a made basket. 
No, I'm saying they give they give you um you get uh, on the free throw you get one shot or something like that. Whatever the case was, but it's the, the it's it's so exciting. Yeah, it's it really so exciting. Is. But um, you know, plus the fact that it's going to take off. So again, you know what's also interesting about the TBT that I didn't know because I, I I kept wondering how it is that they chose the teams. Mm-hmm. It's open. Anybody could get a team. So just think, years ago we could have been playing for a million dollars. I think we, we could have won, won a couple of games in the TBT. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know the family the family team ain't never lost. Yeah, I think we could have won a couple of games. We might not have been able to get to a million dollars, but we would have showed gave it the old Mission College try. <laughs> hey, back in that day, man, they got a punch to the groin. Because we was going <laughs> Can't do it now. Can't what? do it now. What? How did that come out? <laughs> <laughs> You start to watch a bunch of people in the groin. We yeah, I thought we was playing basketball. That was, <laughs> hey, that's what we did in the 90s, man. In the 90s, bro, you got to earn them baskets. You got to earn them. Ain't nothing free. Ain't nothing free. Uh, speaking of what ain't free, Dame Dalla ain't free for the uh for the, the heat. The, the he NBA from the Trailblazers. <laughs> the, the NBA um gave Dame a, a a letter this week. Well, not just to Dame. I'm sorry. Let me let me not, let me let me correct that. The NBA put out a letter this week to all of the players, but we all know who it was intended for. It was intended for uh, Damian Lillard. Yeah, that's where they outrageous. where they stated um, any player that uh, has a contract. Mm-hmm. Can't dic- basically can't dictate <laughs> who who they gonna go play for, and if you and you, if you gotta if you get traded, you gotta go to that team. You have to you honor, that, honor that contract. You gotta honor that contract. Um, and this all came out because uh, Lewis representatives made it a point to tell all the teams that were interested in Dame that uh, Miami is the place that he wants to be, and you shouldn't trade for him because if you trade for him, he's gonna be unhappy. You don't want an unhappy player on your team. And he may not play for you. So NBA, they don't want to hear all that stuff. They 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 don't want to um they don't want the agents basically controlling anything. So they made it a point to put this information out there, although it was already out there, and everybody knows this. If you get traded, other than you know, uh James Harden, you know, he's still in the, requesting the bat suit. <laughs> yeah, he, he's 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 requesting a trade also. So uh, he's saying, well, he only want to go to 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 uh, the Clippers. Now, why he want to go to the Clippers, I don't know. But hey, um, but the 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 issue with the ultimatum, good idea, bad idea, dudes. Uh, I feel like it's, it's definitely a bad idea, especially in the uh, case of these two guys, because like you said, they both just signed a contract. You know, a contract is a binding agreement, so. I mean, why wouldn't you honor your contract? And then if you you really don't want to be there so bad, then don't sign the contract. But what it is, that money is so important, you know, they didn't want to leave any money on the table. They signed the contract. But you're signing the contract stating that, you know, you're going to play for this team for X amount of money. Okay, so honor your contract. So. I mean, both of them could have, uh, Dame could have left, uh, what was it, a couple years ago? The last Three years year, ago? 
two years ago. Mm-hmm. He, had he didn't have to sign an extension. He didn't yeah, have to sign an extension. extension. He could have left. And, uh, you know, Harden, same deal. He didn't have to sign an extension this year, you know. Yeah. If, if leaving is what he really wanted to do. But obviously the money was more important. So, hey, so be it. So, I mean, so, I, so here, here's my, my, my issue. Uh, and I'm with you. One, the once you sign that contract, um, you're obligated to whatever team that that you sign that contract with. Case in point, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown just signed. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the next. That's the next thing. Okay. Let's go ahead. Just let it flow. Let it flow. Just let it flow. Jalen Brown just signed a five-year, three hundred and was it three hundred five million dollar contract extension mm-hmm. with Boston. Now, if Jalen Brown decides he don't want to play for Boston no more, then so be it. If he comes in and requests a trade, okay. But in my opinion, if you come in and request a trade, I should be able to void your contract. contract. (laughs) I should be able to void your contract uh, and then trade you. So you only have that one-year contract. Because it's not really... The only reason he got $305 million is because he got that Supermax contract. Mm-hmm. Had he been a free agent, he could only sign for four years yeah. and a lot lower than the $305 million that he signed for. But the other so, part of that ride, why should I have to honor my end of the contract if you don't, you're not willing to honor your end? So now the, the, where the hypocrisy comes in that is I can mm-hmm. trade your contract. So mm-hmm. that's, it, it's, a, it's a slippery slope with that. So, um, same thing. If you trade me, you need to give me some kind of incentive for you trading me because I have to uproot my whole family. We have to move to Utah <laughs> or wherever <laughs> uh, in the middle of the season uh, because you decide to trade me. So, it's, it's, on one hand, it's, it's, it's not me saying that, you know, I, I need you, I'm, I'm going to void your contract. You know, uh, that's mm-hmm. just a fan being frustrated. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if a team can trade you, it needs to be some kind of incentive also. It, yeah, it needs no, to be no, a deterrent no on, on both sides mm-hmm. because you got this no trade clause. Now, the thing is, do you, you know, to satisfy both sides, do you restrict you – know, now each player can only sign a three-year contract versus a five-year contract uh, or not guarantee the contracts? The, the players associated not going to like that because they, they want these, these big, huge contracts. Exactly. Right? But at the same time, you're making your product when when players to me, when players dictate the, the flow of the team, um you mess up everything, it mess up everything for everybody. Yeah, everything um, is all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. When a player can just come in, James Harden can come in and say, I want my 40 million dollars. I'm gonna I'm I'll make sure you give me my 40 million dollars, but I don't want to play for you. No. You had the option to leave, mm-hmm. right? You decided to stay. I ain't trading you nowhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then they go say, then then the, the thing is, if you just if, if if Philly decides not to trade James Harden, so now all the agents gonna say, well, don't go to Philly because they're not gonna do this, that, and the other, and, and make Philly out to be the bad guy. When they ain't the one that said, I want to trade James Harden. Mm-hmm. Right. Same thing right. with, with, with same thing with Portland. Everybody wants to fuss at Portland for not accepting what it is, the, the trade offer that Miami have out there, right? Yeah, Portland feels that 
that Daniel Lillard is a much better asset on my team mm-hmm. than what it is that you're offering me. So I'm not just going to give him to you because that's what you want and that's what exactly. he wants. Exactly, for Tyler Hero. <laughs> exactly. Not that Tyler Hero is a bad player, but he doesn't fit mm-hmm. the, the team that we have right now. I got a Tyler Hero on my team already that I'm paying. I don't want Tyler Hero just because that's all you got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, um, uh, but since we talked about Jalen Brown, there's other players out there that either are in line for for uh, a new contract uh, extension or about to be a free agent or should have a, a contract extension. So I'm going to throw out some names for y'all. Y'all tell me if they should. Yeah, Nate. They should get, get a contract or should not. And the first one, yeah, we're going to do the, the up or down. We got the first it, one. And keep it even for right now. Keep it even. Keep, keep it even. All right. The first one is Mr. Low Management himself. And that's Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is due. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> contract is up next year. No, y'all already said no. <laughs> yeah, what sound effect for the uh, Pac Man? <laughs> the milk's oh, gone bad. <laughs> the milk's gone bad. I mean, think about it. Those guys have been there for what five years now. Five I mean, years. That's crazy. But here's the th- this is the funny part, dudes. He's been there five years and hadn't even played eighty-two games yet. Yeah, exactly. That's the crazy part. <laughs> All right, his teammate. Paul George is also doing contract extension next year. Can I make should, this louder? Should non playoff <laughs> Pete get a, a contract extension? <laughs> okay. Uh, so the Chicago Bulls, you have, um, oh, wow. DeMar DeRozan, whose contract is up at the end of the season. Should DeMar DeRozan get a contract extension? They both say yes. Yeah, I agree with DeRozan. DeRozan is a very good. Well, let me let me let me say. I'm gonna do this for a second. It depends on the number with DeRozan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if, he, if he talking, I want a five year contract. He because he's already like 34 years old. Yeah. Five year max contract. I can't do that. If you come with a three year contract, that's you know I'm paying you a nice amount, but it ain't the max. Then I, I got you. Yeah, he's pretty but consistent him, player, but. Him based on him strictly based on his age, really, and, and, and that's it. Um, <laughs> uh, who else we got? We got um, oh, uh, Jason Tatum. Is he deserving of that supermax contract that Boston already gave to Jalen Brown? Well, now you got to give it to him now after after Brown. I was just I was just yeah. about to say that you gotta give it to him. And then he the homeboy, you know. So oh yeah. And then and also, even, I mean even though free from the other side of the water, he's still, you know, uh, he's still the homeboy. So yeah, and give then him we, the back. And we also have to fit uh factor in the you know the new NBA uh TV contract that's uh upcoming too. So yeah. that's probably why all these contracts are skyrocketing like that. It, it's gonna be just think think about this for a second. Um I think Michael Jordan. And his whole career only made like $90 million in From salary. Yeah. And that's because he got $60 million in the last two years. Last two mm-hmm. years, yeah. Right? So, but here it is. Uh, 
Jalen Brown is on his second contract extension. He made well over $150 million. And now you got another $300 million coming. Yeah, that's that's the na- that's the nature of the beast. It it changed. Nature of the beast. It's more Jordan money. Is, yeah. If Jordan played nowadays, he'd be making a hundred million dollars a year. He'd be making it. Uh, was it? Uh, what do we say? Seven seven six. <laughs> right. The super seven right, hundred seventy six million. The suit he Jordan would get the super duper max. They got. They got to create a new a, a new contract for him. Um, right. You got anybody who else? So now here you go. Last one. Uh, not talking max contract, but should he get a contract extension? And that's Clay Thompson, who's doing extension next year. No Clay. I like I like Clay, but I mean it. It, it depends on how much we talking. Let's let's say let's say three years, ninety million. <laughs> He says no. Uh, now, mind you, you just gave Draymond four yeah. years, hundred million. In, in Golden State, I would say yeah, but if he went to any other team, no. If 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 I'm gonna give, if I'm gonna give Draymond four years, a hundred million. If, if we only talking a three year contract, then Clay gets. I'm giving Clay three years. Maybe I'll give him three years at eighty. Or three okay. years, okay. three years, seventy five. I'm not, I'm not giving, I'm not giving them, not giving you thirty million a year. Yeah, um, I would have gave Draymond that contract. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't think Draymond's, but hey, I can't fault the brother for getting his contract, getting his money. Yeah, I mean, I, if they're paying him based on you know uh, his past production from the past. I guess I don't know, but yeah, nah, I'm, what I'm, I saw I'm, the last couple of years, and then in particular that year when uh, Steph and Clay was hurt. And he averaged the uh, what Barkley said a single, <laughs> a triple single, a single, single. Yeah. yeah, triple single. No, no, a triple single. Yeah, no, yeah. there's no way possible. No, I, I guess they say you know he's a great defensive player. You know, he ain't that great. <laughs> well, the thing he got for the hundred million. Here's the thing: I, I talk about you know I, I talk about the the the, the pest all the time because I don't really like him. Um, but Draymond is living off reputation, also. Yeah, I, I feel he is. Yeah. Feel, you I, know, I, Draymond, he was he was a great defensive player like three, four years ago. I don't see him being this great defensive player right now. But again, no, if I, Golden State gave him that four year hundred million dollar contract, hey, more congratulations, bro. <laughs> congratulations, now, you know, my Knicks ain't gonna give it to you. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's the last one I can think about um, that needs a contract extension. But let me tell you who did get a contract extension. Shout out to EJ Liddell. EJ. From the crib. From the crib. EJ, baby, EJ. EJ, uh, EJ, EJ got a contract extension um, with the New Orleans Pelicans. And it's actually uh, uh, um due to, to the fact that uh, he's worked his butt off to recover from that ACL, ACL tear. Uh, so shout out to EJ for shout overcoming what he did. Big um, Eric, get well. He, we want you to, to, to ball out. Um, plus the fact that he was a second round draft pick. You know, he was a second round draft pick, came in and tore his knee up. 
worked right. his butt off and was balling Killing and deserved that contract. Deserved that contract. So yeah. shout out to Eric, uh, EJ. Uh, we're gonna be watching New Orleans games just for you. Oh yeah. Uh, I gotta get an EJ's jersey too. Gotta gotta get an EJ jersey. Just just we're gonna have it behind the dudes with it uh we got yeah, the, we gotta, uh, the boss jersey. Gotta get it. We have to put the EJ jersey back there. Um, so congrats, EJ. Uh, nothing but love from the uh, the brothers here at Blame It on the Boogie. Uh, matter of fact, we're gonna have to catch up with you and put you on this podcast. That's right. Shout out to mom and dad. Right, no doubt. Great no job. Doubt. So, well, fellas, we've had a, a, another wonderful. Wonderful uh, episode. We talked about a lot. We talked about boxing. We talked talked about the layoffs at ESPN. We talked about D's favorite new sport, and that's the women's professional football league. We talked about the goat and Katie Ledecky. Uh, we talked a little baseball with the trades and the non-trades of Shohei. We talked about the seven hundred and seventy-six million dollar man. Um, we talked about uh, the issues that go on in Northwestern that's still going on. Um, that was a good conversation. We talked about the NCAA and it's uh, the realignment of all, all these conference teams and the, the hypocrisy of the, the conferences going for the money while they fussing at the, the players for going for it. We talked about something that's an issue that's going to be even a bigger issue. Uh, we're predicting it or not. To few distant future, and that's the gambling and uh, and not only just NCAA sports, but sports in general, since they're all getting in bed with the, with the gambling business. We talked about NFL training camps and the, the stupidity of Sean Payton uh, and Aaron Rodgers uh, taking a pay cut and thumping his nose, thumping <laughs> his nose at the uh, Green Bay Packers. We talked about the U.S. women's national team and their. Uh, their uh, attempt to get three straight World Cups, something that has never been done. We talked about the, the Las Vegas Aces, uh, how they're rolling at 24 and 2. Uh, we Ooh. talked about <laughs> we talked about the, the TBT and uh, how these brothers uh, are all fighting for this million dollars winner take all tournament. And then we got to the NBA where we talked about game dollar. Um, we talked about who's deserving and who's not deserving of um, contract extensions. And money, last money, but not money, least, money. we talked about our boy EJ Liddell getting his money, contract money, extension. Money. It's all about the money, man. All about the money. So um, we want to thank each and every one of you for, for watching us, for continuing to watch us, for being um, on our side, supporting us with all that you do. Um, on behalf of D Double, on behalf of the Wonder Mouse, I am Rod D. Um, we hope you liked what we had to say, but if you didn't, oh, kiss it. And we out. Don't blame it on sunshine. Don't blame it on moonlight. Don't blame it on the good times. Even on the boogie. Don't blame it on sunshine. Don't blame it on the moonlight. I don't blame it on the good times. Blame it on a brigade. Sunshine, sunshine, moonlight, moonlight, good times.
time. 